Welcome to Whiskey and Wonder. All right, we're here. We Hopefully are. it does not break again. Yes, it's been a heck of a struggle. Um, as you guys saw on the intro, Megan and Bo were making out. <laughs> hey, we got it. Got it. I don't even know. I was going to say something funny and I couldn't think of anything. So. If, if you're not on YouTube, check us out on YouTube. Uh, and you'll Whiskey see all and Wonder. That. Whiskey and Wonder is our channel name. Uh, check us out at whiskeyandwonder.com. And that's going to be the only plugs we do today because today is going to be an episode where we get fucked up. If you don't like those, then turn us off. <laughs> uh, We're doing a special. It's the fourth. Well, it's about to be the fourth of July. And happy fourth to anybody that's listening to this because this will come out after the fourth. And we're going to try all of the, I can't say American whiskeys because we have one Canadian whiskey in there, but. The like common. Yeah, common. There was one other whiskey I started to get and I decided not to. Yeah, we got, we got, so, uh, some Maker's Mark, some Jim Beam, Jack Daniels. We got a big bottle of Jack. (laughs) Courtesy of Megan. It used to be what I drank before I got into a whiskey podcast. Uh, then we got some Maker's Mark, Crown Royal, and Evan Williams is what we're drinking today. And we're going to compare and contrast these. And to start off, we have the official, there we go, get it in, in the frame there, Whiskey and Wonder tumbler with each one of the Whiskies inside. That we're going to do today. So I'm going to let Megan draw one out, choose one. All right. I got one. Uh, and I just hit the mic. I'm sorry, peeps. Yeehaw, yeehaw. Oh, damn it. I get I get that one backwards. I meant to hit this one. <gasps> uh, first one we're doing is Evan Williams. Old Evan Williams. All right. So um, I did pull up the official website for all of these guys. Um, and here is the uh, about on evanwilliams.com. Kentucky's first distiller, Evan Williams. Evan Williams was a natural-born leader, innovator, and entrepreneur. He worked in numerous trades as a businessman, politician, and most notably, whiskey distiller. In 1783, he founded Kentucky's first commercial distillery on the banks of the Ohio River. Many years and barrels later, our master distillers are still producing bourbon the right way using the same time-honored methods. So, that's Evan Williams, supposedly the first mass whiskey distiller in Kentucky. We'll see how many all claim to be the first. I got a little dab on my finger there, and it smells good. And my camera's a little fuzzy. Come of course it is. Uh, we are not using our Glenlivet glasses, no. as you can see, because this is not a These true... are actually double-walled glasses. These were a They're gift. They're fun. Um, this, this was a gift for me from some folks I work with at the bar at the brewery. I'm going to give a shout-out to Armored Cow Brewery. Go check them out if you're in the Charlotte area. They make some of the best beer, and they make several gluten-free beers for anybody that's got celiacs or just wants to live a gluten-free lifestyle. And they have the best seltzer in the world. Yes, they do. And so, Armored Cow, free shout-out. Yay, Armored Cow. All right. We're going to get into this. 
All right. I'm going to be honest. Uh, Evan Williams smells like whiskey to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you don't say. Um, As far as like notable discernible flavors, maybe some vanilla bean type uh, sweetness. Um, Yeah, I I can't. You're right. I just took my first whiff of it. Other than what was smelling on my hand, which might have been remnant from earlier. And I ate lunch. I got a little barbecue sauce on my hand, and I think it has hung out there. Um, that yeah, okay. Uh, it 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 smells like whiskey. It smells like vanilla bean. I guess yep. if I'm trying to stretch it, diving. Um, in. all right, go ahead, Tyler. I don't know. Uh, I just brushed my teeth before we started, so this is going to be extra interesting. We're going to find out. Cheers. And it's it's worth noting, guys, we're doing all these neat. That was um, not bad. Not good. Not good. But not bad. Kind of bad. Uh, on the end, it's got a little, it's got hints of cinnamon. I don't like the end. I liked the initial. Hmm. I'm I'm not saying I necessarily like the end either, but it it I'm getting hints of cinnamon. Um, yeah, I got cinnamon at the end. The burn is like a delayed burn. For me, it didn't start burning until I swallowed it. Like, I don't know if that was just the way I drank it or what, um, but it was really smooth until it hit my throat, and then it started to light up. I I mean, honestly, it was very mild burn for me, pretty smooth. The front was, it had more flavor in it, a little bit more of the vanilla flavor, but mostly just kind of a whiskey, oaky you know, kind of flavor. So same thing that Evan Williams, um, I let it sit in my mouth that time and it did not burn until I swallowed it. So make of that what you will. Yeah. It's very pleasant to sit in the mouth actually. Yeah. It, you're right. It doesn't burn at all until it starts going down and then you get that kind of, I I want to describe it as like a leathery, a cinnamon leathery, yeah, flavor. Leather is a good, yeah. not like a good leather though. It's like the cheap leather <laughs> mixed with cinnamon. <laughs> yeah, like the clearance leather rack and some cinnamon. Hey, I'm not saying these are necessarily bad whiskeys. I'm just saying these are common whiskeys. Well, they're common, and um, I'm not a big fan of Evan Williams, and I never have been. So I'm. Ah, uh, yeah, it's. I'm not going to turn my nose up to it by any means, but it's not. Huh, I started to say it's not screwball, <laughs> but it's not something good either. And I got a story to tell you all about screwball. Uh, so yep. if, if you're a long-term listener, you know that on episode two, maybe three, that we... Very, very early Very on. early on, we did... Um, screwball, screwball whiskey. Whiskey. Peanut butter peanut whiskey. Butter whiskey. And oh, it's so gross. Neither of us ended up liking it. Not even a little bit. It was bad. Yeah. Um. Oh, probably nice. some of the probably some of the worst whiskeys we've tried. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna find it right here. It's we be did probably it, under other whiskeys. Yeah. We, episode four. Four. Episode okay. four is the one we did that in. Um. So Megan rated it a one. I rated <laughs> it a five. Let me. I need to amend that. That was. Oh, I need to amend that. Anyway, 
the story about it is um, when I was at the ABC store the other day buying these little airplane bottles, the guy was like, oh, you need to, you need to try these two. And he, he put two screwballs down. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> we have been there and done that. That is terrible. We hated it. And he just couldn't believe that. And I actually had somebody else a while back tell me that I was crazy for hating screwball, too. So it must be nice to have no taste buds. Some people just like peanut butter, I guess. But that was just I just peanut butter and whiskey do not go together. I am very sorry. But I just I don't like them together. Yeah, I agree. I'm trying to figure out why my video for anybody that's watching the the thing watching on youtube i'm looking and spending a lot of time looking at the camera at my screen trying to figure out why megan's video is so bright and i'm so dark it's because the window's behind me <laughs> let me shut that and try try again um this is obviously not a normal episode as tyler started to mention at the beginning this is one of our specials it's our independence day uh special episode um yeah there we go so we don't have any structure or any wonder segment for you. We're just going to sit around and drink and bullshit and you'll get an actual topic next week. Yep. And we're, we're literally just comparing these. We're drinking. We're sitting here. Megan's got DD friend Houston. You can't see him, but he's sitting right here at the table where our guests sit. Uh, he did not want to be on camera or on podcast podcast on, on Mike this time. So, yep, so thanks friend Houston for, Driving Megan home. Yay, Frank Houston. We love you. I will make it known. I bought a chaser prior to this. That was a Dr. Pepper Zero for anybody that's not on uh, not on YouTube. I didn't get a chaser. Oops. You didn't come prepared. I didn't. Hey, Houston. <laughs> will you grab me water? The the, the cups are they're to the right of the sink. Yep. And then the water the is on the side of the fridge if you open it. What a gentleman. What yeah. a guy. Yay. More applause. But getting, I'm not gonna hit it again. But getting a chaser for his life partner. <laughs> I was gonna make that joke, but beat you to I, it. I was sitting there, I was like, I don't know if I say lady or life partner. Life partner. Life lady partner. Lady life partner. Life partner, lady life. <laughs> yeah, how about them apples? All right. Um, I, I've already spilled whiskey on myself, by the way, drinking. For any of you on YouTube, you saw me, like, spill it on myself. So this is going to be one of them days. It I have is. not had anything to drink today other than, like, actual healthy liquids. Um, More importantly, have you had something to eat today? Yes. Yes. I had a very... Um, carbohydrate, carbohydrates, Carb carbohydrates, carbro, carbro, carbohydrates. Yep, that's there's it. no R. There's only one R, not two. Carbohydrates. I had a very heavy carbohydrate. Carb heavy. <laughs> yes. What'd you have for lunch? Um, I had biscuits and gravy. Now that, oh. I'm sorry, I got some, got Thank just you. just enough whiskey in my mouth to make it weird there. 
Oh, that's really weird. It's, I mean, like I got a couple drops and it like evaporated in my mouth kind of, and it tasted like I had just drank, uh, drank, like I had eaten like a spearmint or like a lifesaver mint. It was weird. Anyway, that is a great lunch for anybody that's not in the South. If you've never had biscuits and sausage gravy, Mm. you're not living life right. Where'd you have it from? Maple Street. Mm. Never been there. Overpriced, what I hear. They're pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. I like them. I especially like them for their biscuits and gravy. I'm a fan of Waffle House. If you do things right, you can get out of there for 10 bucks, get a waffle, hash browns, scrambled eggs. You can get a biscuit instead of toast with the All-Star. You get get some bacon or sausage or ham, whatever you like, and then order a side of gravy. Make your own biscuit and gravy. $10. That's the trick, y'all. I I see. I hear. I don't think Megan liked the Evan Williams because I'm almost done with it. She's still got half a... I told you from the beginning I'm not a huge Evan Williams fan. Um, It... We're probably going to end up, Megan's probably going to end up drunk. Megan's not going to be drunk. I'm going to be normal as I normally am. We don't normally do five fingers worth. No, but I'm not going to embarrass anyone by getting drunk. <laughs> On the podcast. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't so, know. How, I don't like it. What's what all has been going on? Well, let's talk some shit here. Shoot some shit. How things been? Um, I honestly don't know. Life has been a blur. Twenty twenty one has been rough, as you know, more than anyone. Honestly, it's not been. I, I said this to a lot of people, and you know, frankly. I had the easy part out of everything that happened. <laughs> Truthfully, I went to sleep and then woke up trying to figure out why it was fucking Wednesday. I went to sleep on Monday, tried to figure out why it was Wednesday. So for anybody that doesn't know, I've not really made this public. Uh, suffice to say, I think that I talked about it on the podcast, but I was going in for uh, surgery on, on my nose for deviated septum. Um, well, there were some complications in the surgery. Some mistakes were made. And ended up basically getting injected with the wrong medicine and dying for a little bit. And then they brought me back, obviously. I'm not a zombie. (laughs) Or a ghost. And um, put me into a coma for about a day and a half. And then brought me back to life now. So I'm dealing with the aftermath of of that and trying to figure out what, uh, you know, what what do I do now kind of thing. I like I don't know, just trying to figure out what my health is like. It's a bunch of follow up appointments and stuff like that. So Oh my god. <laughs> my dog just farted and is trying to run us out of the room. Well if you look at Megan's camera, you can see his little head in the corner. <laughs> and he's leaving. He's walking out of the room, the little <laughs> shit. He's like, Man, that stinks. I'm getting out of here. Oh Lord. Crop duster. Um but, yeah, so to get back yeah. to what I was saying, I um I had the easy part. I went to sleep and couldn't figure out why my dad was there when I woke up because my parents at, at that point pretty much hated each other. 
my mom had taken me to surgery. So I was like, why are you here? <laughs> so, so that's what happened. That's That's been my experience after having COVID in January and appendicitis in February. Actually, ironically, that was the week I was supposed to have the surgery the first time. Yep. And so I had to postpone it because of appendicitis. And now I'm just not. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even do the surgery. So I just. No, you're SOL just. well on that. That's just your nose. You're, that's, that's, yeah. My nose. Is, I can read. <laughs> that's it. I can read those signs. I have no desire to get the surgery done. So you just shot yours back to get it gone. It was so. gross. I didn't like it. Um, Ooh. I don't feel like if we do rate these, I don't feel like we should rate them on our normal scale. No. Um, I think we should rate them and compare. We should rank them one with through each five. other. Yeah. Okay. I like that idea. I'm for that. Yeah. So we'll we'll just put the best of these and the worst of these and those in the middle. Yep. We shall see. All right. That. Now, now comes the fun part. One of us really should go rinse these out. Just give a quick rinse and don't look at poor Houston <laughs> like that. I'll go. Bye, guys. I'll be back. I'll I'll just keep chit chatting you with uh, stories from beyond the grave. <laughs> um, you could just do it in the bathroom right there instead of walking a million miles to the kitchen. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's what happened with my surgery. I'm um, I'm here. I'm happy. I'm, you know, trying to take it one day at a time and figure out how healthy I am and how. Uh, you know, what, what consequences this might have. So very uh, ironically or kind of crazily or whatever adjective you want to use there. Um, the soccer player, I don't know if anybody out there heard about that soccer player that passed out on the field uh, from cardiac arrest. Uh, but that was basically what happened to me, except I didn't just do it randomly. I just had the wrong, I, I had the wrong concentration of adrenaline, epinephrine, injected so that's uh yeah that's a fun one but i have gotten a ton of well wishes from the people that know or that have known and you know it's i appreciate it i definitely have a new outlook on life you left the glasses in there didn't you you can't find good help anymore people i don't even pay her houston how do you uh how do you tolerate that? You should let her go fire her. <laughs> uh, and Megan is back, as y'all can see on YouTube. I forgot the glasses. <laughs> she walked all the way back in here, sat down with some paper towels in her hand. Glasses, nowhere to be found. Did you go all the way to the kitchen? To get the paper towels. Oh, okay. But to rinse them out, no, did, I used the little tiny. you use them all on the first wash? What do you mean? Instead of like using one paper towel, oh, excuse me, y'all. Instead of using like one paper towel per wash, you just use them all on the first wash. But it's so you don't have for to, drying. Yeah, I know. So you don't have to go back and. Oh, well, this will be good to dry them all five times, oh, okay. four times. All right, cool. However many, I just technically four times. All right. Um. Let me well, get. Let me get the old. I'm gonna draw this time. All right, here we go. Maybe. I'm not looking. Megan. Hi. Hello. Draw one. I drew one. Okay. What, what do we it? have? Drum roll, please. 
I can't do a drum roll sound, and we don't have one on mm-hmm. our Adam. No. Um, Let's see. It is... Crown Royal. All right. Happy Independence Day, Canada. Uh, yeah, sure. Good I job. I believe it is the Canadian Independence Day. Today? Uh, I, think, I thought so. Canadian Independence Day. Can't be. Can, can July 1st. Uh, yesterday. So. What year? Oh, God. I don't... Uh, 2021. <laughs> 1867. <laughs> okay, so they, they were behind us. Yes. My glass. Why, thank you. Thank you, ma'am. In 1939, King George VI and Queen Elizabeth made history when they became the first reigning monarchs to visit Canada arriving by boat and traveling the vast North American distance by train. Upon hearing the historic news, a Canadian spirits entrepreneur set out to craft a whiskey suited for the royal couple, an exceptionally generous gift fit for royalty. With perfection on his mind, he meticulously trialed more than 600 blends before outfitting the final product in a cut glass decanter and regal purple bag with gold stitching. The whiskey he presented to the king and queen was an exquisite, smooth blend of rough, roughly 50 whiskeys, which became known fittingly as Crown Royal. How do I get his job? I want to taste 60 different, or was it 600? 600. 600 different... Uh, different blends. Blends of whiskey. I'll, I'll, I'll take that job. I'll get paid for that. The train carrying the monarchs was stocked with 10 cases of the royal blend and rumors of the unrivaled whiskey fit for a king quickly spread. Crown Royal was released in the United States in the 1960s and has since become the top-selling Canadian whiskey. To this day, every drop of Crown Royal is crafted to meet the same uncompromising standards, making it, to many disturbing palates, the finest whiskey of all. I don't believe so. you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just smelt this, and it burnt my nose hairs. I I want it to be known. I've never had Crown Royal before. I've had Crown before. Um, I've had Evan Williams before. So I, honestly, I don't think I've had Evan Williams. That was the black Evan Williams, though. Let's see. I think I've had Evan Williams white. This one uh, smells a I, lot milder. Before I knew what whiskey was, though. Um, a lot mild, milder than the Evan Williams, in my opinion. Like, it's harder to get a, a true sense of, but I haven't swirled it either when I took that first sip, so what do well, I know? Well, it's not burning my nose nearly as bad. I, I, I guess I kind of just shoved my schnoz on in there. Um, wow, I, like, have to, like, inhale to really get a whole lot of anything. If I just, like, put it up here... I'm not getting a whole lot of much. I, yeah, I can't really pinpoint any flavor on this other than just whiskey. Well, that's what happens when you blend 50 whis- whiskeys together. You can't come up with one cohesive flavor. Yeah. Some, <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Yeah, sure. Throw in some shade. I don't know. All right. Well, I'm diving in. 
Okay, go ahead. Um, so we were talking about you waking up with your dad um, after your horrible experience. Um, I never had anything that traumatizing happen in a hospital, but I did have to have um, surgery to remove skin cancer as a kid. Um, what? Yeah, melatoma, and I still, to this day, have to get checked and all that fun stuff. So that's why I have this huge scar on my arm. Get out and, of here. Go. And Go. we're now in, tr- the dog's now in trouble. So <laughs> he's, uh, I don't know what he's doing. He's getting up. He, he said, no, I'm not going. Oh, bye, Bo. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So anyway, I had surgery um, and the doctor warned my mom uh, that when I first woke up from um, the anesthesia, I'd probably be like, it'd probably be weird. And he like told her like, don't, don't take anything she says personally or anything. And apparently the first thing I did was when I woke up, I looked at her and I said, who are you to my mother? So uh, that's my first anesthesia story. Nice. Do you have more? I do. All right. Well, we'll get to those later. I'm sorry, everybody, for the random getting my dog out of here, but he is smelling this room up so bad. And he, I, I came home from work today, and he had uh, gotten into my bathroom trash and eaten some toilet paper and God knows what else. So I didn't... I, I like the way this tasted, but it was very mild, like you said, it's- taste-wise. I feel like this is a whiskey that um, pair well with like chocolate. Like, um, I I would want this in one of those. I forget what they're called. Um, they're the little like bottle shaped chocolates that are filled with alcohol that you get around Christmas time. Um, do you I've know? Never seen those. Never heard of those. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, request for friend, mom, or anyone listening, get us some of those <laughs> around Christmas time because Tyler doesn't know what he's missing. Um, but this feels like one of those that Crown would be really good and like with milk chocolate filled with Crown. It's a very... Mild. Mild, but creamy, sweet. Yeah, it is creamy, sweet. Yeah, yeah. you're right. It yeah. is very creamy. That's a great word. Yeah, like creamy, sweet. It's pretty good. I'm. It's mild, but it's not watery i guess it's different maybe those 50 whiskey blends did something right made it nice and creamy so what do you think yeah just a mild burn at the end no real no real flavor other than like vanilla cream mm-hmm. that's that's the flavor yeah yeah maybe 100%. a little bit of cinnamon spice at the Maybe. end but yeah vanilla cream it, it that's what the spice is more it's more of a cinnamon spice yeah yeah i would agree more cinnamony than anything else so we were talking about uh, anesthesia stories yep so this will um i i have a, a fucked up sense of humor as you guys all probably know so before i had my appendectomy in february when they were putting me under i looked at the doc and said see you on the other side 
naturally, I said the same thing when I went under for the nose surgery. See you on the other side. Little did I know how close I would come. But anyway, just to yeah. reiterate my fucked up sense of humor, the first thing, because when, uh, when I originally was brought out of the... Uh, so they put me into a medically induced coma. Um, and then when they brought me out of it, I was intubated, which for anybody that doesn't know any medical terminology, that means I had a big tube down my throat into my lungs where they would breathe for me. And um, that was still in my, t- in my throat when they first woke me up. I don't remember them pulling it out, but apparently I was like borderline conscious for that. Um, anyway, first thing I remember doing when I woke up was singing, I want to be sedated. I want to be sedated. Somebody told me I had been sedated. And that was the first thing that popped into my head. I want to be sedated. Well, <laughs> I didn't lose my sixth sense of humor. No, thank goodness. If anything, it got a little more twisted, a little yes, more morbid. Yes, it did. I, I, oh, I absolutely, you got to joke about it. What else can you do? I, yeah, very nerve wracking. I've come out of this. So. I'll be honest with you. This is, it's, it, I've come out of this happier with life to be truthful than that that was yeah. i mean i hate to say that's good it is good yeah so. everything everything happens for a reason and you know i might not understand the reasons why i came back but or why it happened necessarily but i think there's a multitude of reasons a lot of things have changed since then um and i think that might have been one of the reasons is just to help me have a better outlook on life so mm-hmm. all right I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, I like it. Getting deep. Yeah. Wow. This is too deep for this show. It is. Uh, Let's get back on something stupid. Let me tell you my other anesthesia story. Was it that bitch that got in your dad's way last week? (laughs) No. Did you have to get anesthesia? You know, so. I don't even know what happened to her, which you guys brought up to me. Yeah, go ahead. I thought it last (laughs) week when Megan was talking. I was like, this poor girl could be a quadriplegic. And Megan's over here talking some serious shit, but I'm going to let it ride because this is funny as hell. Because normally you you think about stuff like that, <laughs> but you got... Don't hurt my dad. You got... Ooh, Papa, Papa Cross is a... That's a button. She defend the hell out of you. No, you don't hurt my dad. He's my daddy. Don't, don't fuck with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so let's hear this other story. So there's... A common theme to this is my mom is a trooper. Um, so when I was in high school, I think I was 16 or 17. I might have even been 18. I think it was more around the 16 range, though. I got my wisdom teeth removed. Mm-hmm. And um, everything went fine. But coming out of the anesthesia, I was still, like, really high. And my entire mouth was... Numb. I couldn't feel it at all, except I could feel that my tongue was dry as paper. Like I could like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you could like physically feel it. You couldn't. Yes. Okay. And so we got in my mom's car and I asked her if I could please have some water because my tongue was so dry. And she said, sure. And she goes and she opens a bottle of water for me and I try to drink it <laughs> and it falls out of my mouth. 
and I burst into tears <laughs> and am hysterical because I can't drink water anymore. <laughs> uh, that's actually uh, hilarious. Yep. That so. You mentioned that because I have a wisdom teeth story. So I went, my parents were cheap. Um, and so I went to the UNC Chapel Hill School of Dentistry, which is basically. Oh, so you had a kid do it. No, no, no. I had a doctor do it, but in okay. front of a bunch of kids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so number one, in the middle of the surgery, I remember, I remember waking up and hearing them say, he's waking up. <laughs> and they said, like, I opened my eyes and there's like a big bright light right there. And I was like immediately close my eyes and I hear we're gonna need you to go back to sleep okay and I'm like okay <laughs> and with them fucking in my mouth cutting teeth away and I woke up and somebody doctor nurse who, who the fuck ever was um, I was still high in anesthesia whatever and he's rolling me out to my mom's car and he's talking about real estate he's talking to me like I'm a normal person like kind of venting to me <laughs> about his real estate, and I was giving him real estate advice. Advice, and I'm like 16 year old years old. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I was talking about, but I was confident as could be. Like, no, 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 no. What you need to do is this. Don't worry about what you're thinking about. You need to look at this. So anyway, on the way home, we stopped at KFC. I'm not a big KFC person. KFC's never gonna sponsor us, but I got real no. sick off them one time. No thanks. Anyway, mashed I do like potatoes. the mashed potatoes. <laughs> Their mashed potatoes, potatoes and gravies are good shit. Anyway, so that's what my mom got because I could eat them. And uh, I remember going home, going to bed, and I was on the top floor or the second second floor. And um, I don't know how much later, but I woke up. I woke up and my mom had left a walkie-talkie in my room so I could call her if I needed That it. is adorable yeah, and genius. Yeah, yeah, it was really sweet. So I called her on the walkie-talkie. Nothing. Called her again on the walkie-talkie. Nothing. Start yelling. Ah! Ah! Trying to trying to get her. Nothing. At this point, like five or ten minutes has passed. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So get up, walk to the top of the stairs, and yell down. Nothing. So I go, well, all right, fuck it. I'm hungry. I'm going downstairs to get them goddamn mashed potatoes. I go down the stairs, and I get pretty much all the way down. There's about three steps left, and I missed them with my heel and just went, fell on my ass and slid down like three steps. <laughs> and I sat there for a minute and was like, oh, oh, everything's good. Let's keep going. <laughs> so I got up, and I walked into the kitchen, made myself some mashed potatoes and gravy. And I, if you're looking on YouTube, you've heard us talk about it on the podcast. I have a beard. I've had a beard for a long time dating back to high school, and even a scraggly, shitty one in high school. <laughs> you were one of those kids? You had, no, you had I, was better than, I was better than those kids. I could grow a beard like at 16. I could grow a decent beard at 16. I feel a lot of envy in the men in the world. Oh, that they're envious towards me? Yeah. Oh, well, sorry. Some, It's a blessing and a curse. Like, I'm hairy everywhere. It's not just my face. <laughs> I could let everything go, and it would just be one solid patch of hair from head all the way down to my feet. Anyway, um, so I'm eating these mashed potatoes, and I just, like, happened to touch my chin. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. There was mashed potatoes running all <laughs> down my chin, all in my beard. 
And so I clean myself up. And about the time I finish, I, I still haven't found my parents, by the way. No idea where the fuck they are. <laughs> nothing. No, no, nothing. <laughs> and so I, I like start feeling... Uh, it hit me at once. I got the cold sweats. I got hot. I got a headache. I felt like I was going to vomit. I got dizzy, everything. So the way our house was laid out, our kitchen was like you went through the, the living room to the kitchen, around to the back door, and there was a bathroom right in front of the back door. And um, I, I remember I was so dizzy and so nauseous. I got on my hands and knees crawled to the bathroom and laid down beside the toilet. And I don't know how much later my parents come walking in and they're like, what the hell are you doing? I, was like, I feel sick. I guess I was coming off the morphine or whatever, but um, yeah, they had gone to pick up my prescription and uh, left me alone. And I just tried to fend for myself. <laughs> Whoops. Well, I mean, you didn't break your neck, so nope. good on you. Actually, another funny story, wisdom teeth-wise, there was this girl I worked with at the time. Uh, we worked in a little mom-and-pop Italian restaurant, and she was a bitch. <laughs> There's no easy way to say it. Right. Anyway, we ended up having our wisdom teeth done at basically about the same time. And um, we, I was not worried at all about dry socket. And she was. And I didn't follow any of the rules except for not drinking out of a straw. And she followed them to a T. She ended up getting a dry socket. I didn't. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I remember having nightmares of getting rice stuck in like the the um wisdom teeth holes like and I I was scared to eat rice for like 6 months afterwards cuz I thought for sure like I would get rice and it would just be a part of my jaw forever. I don't know. Teenagers are stupid, I guess. Absolutely. Um are you almost done with your I am. Um brown. Getting, yes. Yes, just about. We are just about at the point where we can get another one. All right. So I have taken, I've written down me and you, and I've put where I, I think the Evan Williams is going to rank for me. But I will order things. Would you put the crown above the Evan Williams? Yes. Oh, show. I'm going to say, well, I don't have a trash can near me, so I'm saving my little shooter bottles and I'm putting them in the order I like them as we finish. All right. So, um, Well, I'm going to go wash the glasses this time because I just got a phone call from my boss at the Armored Cow and I'm going to take that phone call while I'm washing these. So, Megan, you might have to entertain for a little while. Oh, no, I'm not good at this. Shouldn't be too long. Have a conversation with Houston about me. Talk shit. I don't care. All right. Well, I'm not going to talk shit. But Please do. <laughs> here are the glasses you go wash them and don't be gone long because I don't know what I'm doing by myself I can't do this without a co-host um wow guys I literally can't do this without a co-host uh, <laughs> uh I 
don't have any other fun anesthesia stories to to share with you guys um or really any medical um fun stories other than I have tendonitis in my right wrist that is having me on medicine for the next two weeks. I can't lift more than 10 pounds. Um, and then if it's not better, I'm going to have to get a steroid shot in my wrist to see if that makes it better. Um, but my wrist has been hurting for six weeks probably. And I finally got into the doctor and he was like, yeah, we need to, we need to get that taken care of. Good news is, is he, it is not carpal tunnel. Um, bad news is it is tendonitis. So, that sucks. Um, and okay, well, I, I'll, I'll share with you guys the story of why I have a giant scar on my arm from skin cancer surgery. Um, I have extremely, extremely sensitive skin. Um, like my skin is paper thin. I bruise like a fruit. It's just, it's yep. So when I got the surgery done, I was six or something. And, uh, the dissolvable stitches were like, I think they were like still relatively new. Um, and my surgeon told my mom that he was going to do the dissolvable stitches for me so we wouldn't have to come back, um, and get them removed. And my mom told him like, bro, that's a bad idea. I would not do that. And he was like, no, 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 it's fine. These are new, blah, 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 blah. And so they used dissolvable stitches, um, and surprise, they didn't dissolve. Instead, my body rejected the stitches um, and proceeded to eat the stitches whole um, to the point where doctors are pretty sure I still have some, like, plastic thread somewhere in my arm. <laughs> um, but... We had to go back to the surgeon's office to have him and his nurse sit there with, like, these really, like, precise, like, razor-sharp tweezers and, like, dig out what stitches they could from my arm. Um, and I was having, like, stitches poke up through my skin and, like, I'd pull them out all the way through... Uh, all the way through moving to North Carolina. I think the last one I pulled out was when I was 20. So maybe now the stitches are all gone. Um, but no, my stitches. You miss this. No, this is for my skin cancer. I'm trying to be a host without a co-host. It's very hard, Tyler. Well, I made um, the phone call quick, so. Thank you. I appreciate that. Shit, I almost just. Just knocked that. Okay, well. Almost bought another glass. Anyway, so uh, that is the story of why I have a giant scar on my arm. And I want to see the scar. I've never noticed it before. Yeah. Holy shit, I didn't know that. Yep. How'd you get skin cancer? Uh, I have extremely, extremely, extremely sensitive skin. I'm sorry for breaking And I'm Greek, so combination, I guess. That's not Greek. But <laughs> yeah, I didn't really know how live long there. and prosper to you as well. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. What is that? Die soon and struggle. <laughs> I don't know. Anybody that doesn't know I did this. He put his two fingers together and spread Instead out his this. index and pinky. 
<laughs> Daisun in struggle. We'll, we'll go. With, we'll go with that one. Okay. Too much death talk. Yes. Anyway, uh, would you like to draw? Let's let friend Houston draw the next one. So yeah, friend Houston. Um, anyway, long story short, if you have sensitive skin or anything, uh, don't get dissolvable stitches. And if you're a surgeon or a doctor, trust the mom when they say that's a bad idea. And what are we drinking? Friend Houston picked out Jim Bean. Jim Bean. Jim Bean. Kentucky straight bourbon. All right. Jim. Y'all ever had bourbon street chicken? Like bourbon chicken? Yeah, bourbon chicken, bourbon street chicken, whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> I spilled some on my finger. Just yes. cracking the lid there. Yes, I've had bourbon chicken. It's very yummy. It is the freaking licious. All right. Jim Beam, since 1795, a history as spirited as bourbon itself. The story of the Beam family is one of seven generations, more than 200 years, countless challenges, and one goal, to make the best bourbon in the world. So settle in. Pour yourself a bourbon and prepare to travel back in time with the first family of bourbon. Our story starts before Kentucky. Heck, before there were any states at all. In 1740, when the United States was still the 13 colonies, the Boehm family first arrived in America, determined to live the colonial dream. 48 years later, they relocated to where central Kentucky currently is, and Americanized their German name to Beam. The hot summers, mild winters, and nearby limestone spring made their new home for, ideal for, you guessed it, growing corn. Not what you were thinking. Don't worry, the bourbon part is coming soon. By the late 1700s, German, Scotch, and Irish settlers were already making rye whiskey in western Pennsylvania with recipes they brought over from their homelands. But when the U.S. government began offering incentives to move west and grow corn, many packed up their families and relocated to the Kentucky region of Virginia. Strange times, we know. Among these farmers was Jacob Beam, who, like others, used his father's whiskey recipe to distill his excess corn into a new, sweeter kind of, whis of whiskey. Bourbon was born. Perhaps the best decision Jacob Beam ever made was to sell his bourbon. He sold his first barrel of old Jake Beam sour mash in 1795, just three years after Kentucky became a state. His bourbon quickly became a local favorite, no small accomplishment considering that by the early 1800s, Kentucky was, about, was home to about 2,000 distillers. So that is the story. Of Jim Bean. Beam. That's the second time up. you've called him Bean. <laughs> this I, is not Mr. Bean. I mess that up all the time. <laughs> Beam and Bean are very, very close. It's like a typo, like when you're typing on the keyboard, and <laughs> since N and M are right beside each other. I just make typos with my mouth. It's okay. <laughs> I do it every episode, even when ones where we're not drinking three fingers of whiskey in a row. Um, have you smelled this one yet, Tyler? I took a... Baby sniff, but I have been uh, also texting my boss. So, no. <laughs> I, 
I just want to point out to everybody. Um, so this is not a normal episode. If you're a first time listener, um, Highly We're, recommend you skip this episode. Go somewhere else. Listen this, to a this different is episode. Probably, yeah. This, I mean, truth be told, we've basically had three shots in about forty-five minutes. So I'm not really. I'm I'm like just on that point where I can tell I'm about to start feeling it. You know, like I'm about to start feeling buzzed with this one. Yep. So up until now, it's been all fun and fun and games, but. The shit show is probably about to start. Well, so. well. All right. Uh, so I smelled it. It's very grainy, like a very, definitely a very corn, um, corn, like wheat, cereal grain smell is what I'm getting. Um, I, I, that was overwhelming for me when I first like stuck my nose in this uh, bourbon um, was just that initial, that grain. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure what else to pull from it besides the grain. Um, Tyler, maybe you have something different, maybe. Yeah, I'm getting, um, not much. So what I've been, yeah, I'm not getting much. I'm sorry to cut you off there. I understand what I've been noticing with these common, Whiskies, they are on typically the cheaper end of the whiskey spectrum. Um, these are not nearly as flavorful or I I don't know I don't know the right word, but the whiskeys we normally have on here, like you can pull like tastes and yes. stuff out of way they have notes. Yes. Um these are really kind of um bland. Bland, like one-dimensional. There's not a whole lot, a whole lot to them, um, and I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know if it is just a. They're a lower quality. I don't know if it's they're, they're so common. They're just what we assume whiskey is, so we aren't pulling the subtle notes from it. I don't know. What are you doing with my jack? Um, an experiment. Okay, you can't smell it yet. What are you doing? Oh. Were you going to try to smell the difference between them? No. What were you doing? Oh, to make a long story short, one night in college, <laughs> I drank an entire, entire fifth of Jack Daniels, along with a six-pack of beer, some peppermint schnapps. By yourself? About that much of a jar of moon. Yeah, by myself. About that much of a jar of moonshine. Yeah, I, my goal was to get hammered. And I got pissed drunk. I bet. It sounds like you nearly killed yourself. Ever since then, Jack has always, the smell of Jack has made me nauseous. So I was going to test that. I just remembered. I was like, oh, shit. I might not even be able to drink the Jack. You're going to try. You cheater. Well, it didn't make me nauseous. So maybe maybe I've gotten over that. That was about, I don't know. We're old. Yeah. That was about 10 10 years. No, not 10 years ago. That was about six years ago. Oh, that's not nearly as long as I thought it would be. Yeah, I was, let's see, I'm 28 now. I was probably 21. So you're like a senior area. Yeah, I didn't start drinking until I was 20. I never had a taste of alcohol until the Halloween before I turned 21. 
You're so innocent. Uh, I was. <laughs> Not no more. I've seen the other side, people. I'm just getting grain. That's really all. I can't pull out anything yeah. else other than grain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it. Yeah. When. Hmm. Oh, I don't like that face at all. Oh, I don't like that face at all. <laughs> oh, I see the bottom moving over there. Um, oh, no. Well, I don't know what to think other than. Yeah. My initial taste, I did not enjoy. Um, hmm. I don't know, guys. What did you not like about it? I'm curious. The aftertaste, the like finish. Um, mm. uh, so for it, me, I mm. take all I taste is straight cereal grain. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's it. That's all I taste throughout this. It tastes like the shit pieces from Lucky Charms. <laughs> that's what it tastes like. Lucky Charms without the marshmallows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. What a great. Invention. Put a couple marshmallows in this shit cereal. We'll eat it up. Nom, 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 nom. Fucking kids. Yep. They're stupid. Get kids. the parents yep. through the kid. What a brilliant marketing. Shelby friend, Shelby. I know you're I don't want I don't want to say too much. She's in marketing. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Your people. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. That is brilliant on your people. Let me tell you, all right, here's another story. <laughs> so when I was in the hospital. After I woke up from all the excitement, they had, I had an IV in both wrists and both elbows, okay? And on, they kept sliding this little plastic piece. They would have me hooked up to like fluids and they would slide this little plastic piece. It was just a little rectangular, I mean, it was about yay tall and about yay long plastic piece cut out in the middle. It was thin on one side and got big on the other. And what that did was it limited the flow. It stopped and started the hydration bag that was flowing into my IV. Oh. That little fucking piece of plastic. I couldn't get over this. I kept talking about it while I was in the hospital. Even when I was sobering up from all the drugs, that probably made somebody millions of dollars. Oh, for sure. Why could I not be the asshole that came up with that invention? So, oh, Yeah. You can use this for that, sure. Mm-hmm. Probably some scumbag in like 1943, <laughs> going door to door selling snake oil. Oh yeah, that's a hair clip. Yeah, it's a band aid. Yeah, use it to do whatever you need. I just man, that blows my mind that something that easily invented. It's it, you know another one. The snuggie, backwards robe. Mm, mm, mm. I never thought about that. It is just a backwards robe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Backwards robe. I don't... Oh, man. You, go, <laughs> you know when you go to like a fast food restaurant and you get the soft drink? Mm-hmm. Where you put the straw in is raised just a little bit more than the rest of the lid. Yeah. So you drink the... Whatever asshole decided to do that made millions that designed that. Yeah, he did. Or she. Just, yeah, yeah. They made a lot of money just raising it up. I'm starting to feel it now. A little bit. Um, Like I said, this is our fourth, (laughs) essentially our fourth shot. Third shot. 
fuck. <laughs> Apparently, I'm feeling it. This is our third shot, and I can't read the time that far away. 45 minutes, 50 minutes, something like uh, that. Just 56 minutes. All right, well, bottoms up. How can you not read the time? It's uh, right here. It's this big number. Oh, my sweet summer child. That is currently a blob of white. You've even got glasses on. My eyes are horrible. Well, then I think you need to upgrade your glasses. I do. I'm I am sure I'm going to be de- declared legally blind before I'm a senior if I don't get LASIK. My eyes get worse every year. Be careful with that. Mom, I was reading um No, I was listening to a podcast where somebody was talking about getting LASIK and they found out that you can get these calcium buildups in your eye that you have to have like surgically removed every it was like Eight or ten years. Okay, Dad. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so this Did this, your dad tell you that, really? He got LASIK and he he got it when it was brand new. Yeah. And so now, what is it, twenty years later, twenty five years later, he's like starting to have to wear reading glasses. And he's like, Oh, it's not worth it because my eyes are going bad again. My dad got it before LASIK. Mm. He got the one where they went in with a blade and like shaved Ooh. your retina or cornea or whatever the fuck they did and his eyes he's got to wear readers now if i could see really far away for the next 20 years i would take it to have to wear reading glasses after i'd be fine with that i'll just keep wearing contacts i can't wear contacts i wore them all throughout high school and now i try to put on contacts and they hurt my eyes so bad they make my eyes so dry I don't know if my stigmatism has gotten worse. Oh, you have a stigmatism? Mm-hmm. I don't. I do. I have just poor vision. I have an astigmatism and poor vision. Um, I actually, honestly, when, when I have my contacts, and even more so when I have my glasses on, I have better than 20, 2012. 2020 vision. Woo! Too many years. Because I was thinking I had 2010 vision. Because that's what I have. When I have my contacts and my uh, glasses on. But apparently you can't like have LASIK and say, hey, go in and give me 2010 vision. It doesn't work that way. Because I had a consultation about LASIK and they were like, yeah, we can't really do that. I should have a free consultation. Just even see if that's even a possibility. I don't know with my stigmatism if they would be even able to do LASIK on me. I qualify. I just. Eh. I don't know. We shall see. About this whiskey. Oh, yeah. So, yes, the taste is the Lucky Charms without the marshmallows. The finish to me tastes like I'm chewing on a paper towel. Um, You're insane. It's got a hint of leather to it. It's very similar to the Evan Williams. It tastes like I'm chewing on cloth, not leather. It's like a cloth type taste to me. Nah, you're crazy. Oh, well, that's what I'm tasting. All right. Well, to me, this is the finish is similar to Evan Williams, just not as powerful. The burn, not as powerful. Um, The Evan Williams had a sweet front, whereas this tastes, like I said, like the shitty pieces of Lucky Charms. Huh. Well, I'm going to keep on forcing this down. Um, 
There's not a statute of limitations on like letting minors drink, is there? You are asking the wrong person. Well, I'm going to tell this story I mean, your anyway. Your dad admitted to. That's true. Yeah. So well, go I ahead. don't want to get this particular restaurant in trouble, so I'm not going to use the restaurant's name. Um, is it I, around here? No, it's in Colorado. It was when I was in high school. All right. The first time I ever drank in public and got pretty. I wouldn't say I got like drunk, but I was definitely toasted. Um, I went to a really nice sushi restaurant with my mom, my dad, and their two friends. And for whatever reason, the waitress did not card me like she should have. Should have, yeah, because I I had bright purple hair and I was in trip pants and I was like a black hoodie. And I guarantee I did not look, what, you have to look over 30 or over 40? Over 30. I know I did not look over, but maybe it's because I was with older people that she was like, eh, she's fine. But either way, this woman served me sake with the rest of my family, or the rest of my table. It was just my mom and dad, not my whole family. And so, and I don't, I like remember looking at my mom and dad like, are you for real? Can I can I have can I do it? And they were like, you know what? Sure, go ahead. She brought it. Why the hell not? And I proceeded to drink. My favorite was the blackberry sake. It was a cool sake or cold sake. It was delicious. But chilled. we had yeah, chilled. We had peach and blackberry and regular sake, and it was so good. I drank so much sake. Anyway. That's my first story of ever being like toasted in public at like a place, a restaurant. So, so very, very nice sushi restaurant, like supposed to dress up for, but I was a little goth kid. So fuck that. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I ever really been toasted in public. Yes, I have. I have been toasted in public. Um, I'll tell this story. You've heard this story before. Both of you have. Um, uh, so I've uh, to fill everybody in. I'm not really one that goes out and drinks. I'm gonna drink at home because it's cheaper, and I don't. Um, I don't like people. Well, I don't want to say that I don't like people. I was gonna say that I'm a loner, but I'm. I, you know, one thing that's another side effect of my stint in the hospital is that it really truly showed me how many people genuinely care about me. Um, so that's another. Potential reason, you know, so. We love you, Tyler. Uh, a lot of people do, and I genuinely, mm-hmm. I really do appreciate it. Everybody listening that may or may not listen from the bottom of my heart. Um, anyway, so because of that, I don't really drink it. I don't, I don't go out and drink. If I do, it's, you know, I, I stay within my limits. I don't, I don't get too messed up. But I remember, and this probably wasn't the first time. I, as a matter of fact, I think there was one time before this that's coming to mind. Um, so we live in uh, the Charlotte, North Carolina area. And I was with uh, one of my best friends at the time. His, his, so me and, and his wife were graduating college the same spring semester. And I think he was too. 
or he might have graduated the year before. I'm not sure. But anyway, she her her family was very involved with NASCAR. Her dad worked. Her dad painted. For anybody that's involved with NASCAR um, and remembers Jeff Gordon's rainbow cars from the 1990s, he painted those cars. He was the person that painted them. And so he's been involved with NASCAR for years and years. Anyway, um, her, like, she wanted for graduation, she wanted to go hang out, get used like her aunt and uncle's camper for two weeks at the all-star race and the Coke 600 at the, at the Charlotte motor speedway. And so they were like, well, hell yeah, we could do that. That's cheap and easy. We'll get you free tickets to the races and everything. So anyway, we show up. I don't remember what, uh, it was actually for the all-star race. I do remember it, it was the all-star race and, um, I'm going to leave her name out of this, but me and my friend, AKA my, my, one of my best friend's wife, you know, we're friends. We were there. Uh, it was just us, and we, so we decided to go to Taco Bell to get some lunch long before anybody else got there. So we go, and I think I have a bright idea. I'm going to get the big drink, the biggest drink Taco Bell had, so that I can reuse the cup later because I know what's about to happen. Anyway, fast forward, we eat our food. We get back to the racetrack, back to this camper. We're hanging out, maybe cooking some hot dogs and hamburgers or whatever. And some people show up with a handle, a fireball, and several two liters of Diet Mountain Dew because for Junior is what he said. <laughs> because Dale Jr. was driving the Mountain Diet Mountain. No, the Diet Mountain no, Dew. No, the car. Diet Mountain Dew. Yeah, it was specifically Diet Mountain Dew for Junior. And so this kid was like, you ain't lived until you've mixed these two. And I looked at him like, are you fucking crazy? Diet Mountain Dew and fireball? What the, what the hell is wrong with Gross. you? Gross. Don't don't knock it till you try it. It is delicious. So anyway, I, I had this big-ass cup from Taco Bell, the biggest cup. I took that handle of Fireball, and I said, glug, 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 until it was about half full. And then I took that two-liter Mountain Dew and said, glug, 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 until it was full. I proceeded to put the lid on it, put the straw in, and drink it. Fairly quickly, <laughs> my dad, probably within an hour. Oh my God. And uh, I was feeling good, you know. I was feeling real good, honestly. And then, so, I have another one. And about this time, uh, parents, uh, my friend's wife, her, the one that was having the camper there, um, her parents show up. They were going to the race as well, and they were nice enough to bring us some food, knowing that we were college kids. We were all going to be pissed drunk, and we were. And so they brought, like, some, uh, you know, you can get those, like, bagged chicken tenders from Walmart or something. Well, they brought, they had cooked some of those, and they brought them for us. And I had one, and it was spicy. And I was like, oh, probably shouldn't have done that. So... But I was hungry. I knew I needed to sober up a little bit. So I had a second one, and I couldn't finish the second one. It was just too much. I was like, oh, no, this is not good. Anyway, it's about time for the race. So we start moving that way. And we've, if you've never been to Charlotte Motor Speedway, they've got a drag strip nearby, and they let you park your RVs over there. And you've got about a 
solid half mile walk, half to a quarter mile walk to the speedway. And then you got to walk up this hill over the pedestrian bridge, over the, the main road that runs out there. Uh, the one that collapsed back in the early 2000s. Um, so if you Google that, you'll you'll see that. Anyway, so I'm the biggest one there and end up getting told I have to carry this heavy-ass cooler full of fucking <laughs> beer because NASCAR is the only sport you can bring your own alcohol into. Hell yeah. Um, so we get halfway across this field where they're parking cars. I mean, it's just wide-ass open field. People are pouring on both sides of us. I'm about to piss my pants. I'm drunk as shit. Don't give a fuck. I whip it out and start pissing in front of everybody. Don't care. Sorry. Um, finish up that. Get up to the bottom of the hill where you have to go up this hill to get to the pedestrian bridge to go over the road. And in my drunk mind, it's keep in mind, it's like 90 degrees out. It's 90, 95 degrees outside. In my drunk mind, I go, if I run up this hill, it'll be over with faster. So let me just get it over with. And so I look like a fucking retard running That's up this bad, hill. Nah, uh-uh. I look like a moron. Thank you. Running up this hill. <laughs> cooler in hand. Through a crowd. God. Yeah. Anyway, I did it. I get to the top. Walk across the pedestrian bridge. As I'm now on the other side, you've got. The pedestrian bridge is coming down and there's a like a little road coming up because there's a road outside the track that runs around the perimeter. And so it's like joining so that you can go in this ticket area. And as we get in line, you know, to get our tickets checked, it hits me. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. That spicy chicken. <laughs> I'm drunk. I just ran up this fucking hill like a moron. Oh, no. I got to puke. And so I found a trash can right by the chain link fence separating the pedestrian walkway and that little area that comes up. And there happened to be, it was just level enough where I was about waist height with some cops on the other side of that fence. There were three cops standing there and I'm just (laughs) puking my brains out into this trash can in between each, uh, each, Wretch, I'm yelling at the cop. I see it's cops. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to get arrested for drunk in public. And I'm yelling at them. It's a bad chicken wing. (laughs) It's a bad chicken wing, I swear. (laughs) Anyway, I finish up. I got it in trash can. I didn't miss the trash can. I'm I'm a courteous drunk. And um, I got in line and, you know, went about it and stopped drinking for pretty much the rest of the night until the race was over. I at least wanted to remember the race. Um, and ended up stumbling on the way out. I heard somebody say moonshine. Oh God. And it was somebody to my left and all my people, I thought my people were surrounding me, but all my people were apparently to the right. And so I just walked off with this group to the left. Next thing I know, it's a couple hours later. I've been sitting around their campfire sharing moonshine with them. Don't know how it happened. And I was like, I just kind of was like, oh, I should probably go find my people. And so I stumbled back to our campsite. Um, Anyway, flash forward the next week, because this was the first week. We had another whole week to go. The next week, I went to some event there. It was like on Thursday or Friday, because I didn't end up going to the big races. 
Um, the, we went through the the ticket checker, the same ticket checkers, and they were like, you're the bad chicken wing guy. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, I'm the bad chicken wing guy. Relax. <laughs> so the people at Charlotte Motor Speedway know me as the bad chicken wing guy <laughs> because I was yelling drunkenly, puking and yelling, it's a bad chicken wing. I'm not drunk, I swear. I swear to God, I'm not drunk. <laughs> I'm only puking because it's a bad chicken wing. I'm sure the cops were like, uh-huh. They, oh, they were laughing their asses off. <laughs> uh, Jim Beam is gross. The end. Worse than Evan Williams? Yep. yep like I said, I'm keeping my uh, my my tally with the bottles. Yeah, I'm... Uh, uh, mm. <laughs> so far, our... Uh, Rankings are the same. All righty. Well, I guess it's my turn to go wash cups, so you get to entertain everyone. So you do that. Y'all want to know what I saw when I died? <laughs> All right. So I'm going to put this out there. I've told everybody uh, that I know that has asked me, and there's a lot of people that have been way, way, way too polite to ask. Oh, you fucker. My dog has come back in the room to try and fart us out again. Um, So anybody that knows me knows that I want to be, like my goal in life, my dream in life is to live in the middle of nowhere, away from people, just pure nature. But you get him out. Um, anyway... I don't know how to explain that I know I was in a cabin, but I was in a cabin. It was pitch black, and I could see the doorway, the rectangular doorway, and it was just that bright light. Excuse me. The bright light that everybody sees. And I don't know if it's... I don't know if I went... Obviously, I went towards the bright light. But I don't know if I like crossed through the threshold of the cabin and went under the porch or if I just got close enough to where I could see outside the light. But it was pitch black in the cabin and light outside. And I couldn't tell what was out there until I got close enough. And it was just pure, undisturbed nature. It was a like meadows flowing with just yellow and white flowers. I think it was dandelions and clover and like the dandelion puffballs. And in the background, there was like there was like forest on both sides that kind of came together right in front and in the kind of distant background, right in front of these two mountains. It was just beautiful. It legitimately looked like a Bob Ross painting. And I saw it for a grand total of like one second. And then that's when I remember trying like starting to wake up. Um I want so desperately, I want to paint this. It's burnt into my memory what I saw. I want to paint it so badly. Uh, I don't have any artistic skill when it comes to painting. But ironically, I did. I think we were talking about, it might have been off air earlier. We were talking about uh, the Grand Tour and Top Gear and Clarkson's Farm, the new show on Amazon. I'll give you props there, Amazon. Funny as fuck show. Anyway, one episode, he's... he's um saying about how he, Jeremy Clarkson tries to start a farm, basically, is what this is. And he's saying in one episode that the government will pay him to have fields that just he doesn't mow and use for crops just to let it have wildflowers and shit like that in it. 
And so it's got this spanning camera view over it, and it just it's yellow and white flowers. And I, I was watching it with Shelby, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I went back and rewinded, and I was like, pause. And I looked at it. I was like, if you put two mountains in the background, take these fences out and put two mountains in the background, that's almost exactly what the fuck I saw. It was a little more blue and purple in the mountains in the sky. But, yeah. So, anyway, I have another another story about the supernatural that happened while I had died as well. So, But I'll tell that after we pour these next ones. Right. All right. Are, is who's gonna pick the poison? I I don't I don't know what you're saying. Me you? you Do think? you want to? I don't care. Pick away. Oh my pick, god! Pick as a winner, please, dear God, don't be Jack Daniels. <laughs> you saving? I want to save Jack for last. I want to save makers. I, I just don't want to do Jack. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Jack the winner Daniels. is. Jack Daniels. Oof. It is the Jack. All right. This is the one I was most excited for because I used to be a Jack drinker. Um, with this not being a little shooter thing, you can give yourself a little bit. I won't judge you if you don't do a lot. Okay. Now you have to do enough to taste it. Oh, I'm going to do. I'm going to do about the same amount. Yeah. There you go, my friends. Oh, I love the color of Jack. It's so pretty. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Jack Jack was like my first whiskey whiskey that I just really enjoyed. Um, and I, I, it'll always have a special place in my heart just being Jack. It's, it's such an iconic um, <laughs> Tyler Space. It's, oh, I took that first whiff, and it's not as... It's a lot stronger taking it out of a glass than it is in the damn bottle. Mm, it smells like Jack. Um, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't drink an entire fifth in one sitting. That's your fault. Don't do that, kids. I don't disagree with you, but I done it. Now I got to deal with the consequences. Yep. Um, but Jack is such an iconic... Uh, a piece of our history. Um, I just am a big fan of Jack Daniels. Um, so we'll see. Let's see. The story of Jack Daniels. Crafting something that endures for over 150 years takes time and character. You'll find plenty of both in the people and history that make Jack Daniels. Jasper Newton Daniel, more commonly known as Jack, introduces the world to Old Number 7, his signature charcoal mellowed Tennessee whiskey, in 1864. In 1866, Jack leaves home and is taken in by Reverend Dan Call at the Call family farm. He learns the art of whiskey making from the preacher and an enslaved man named Nathan Nearest Green. Jack would later hire Nearest as Jack Daniels' head distiller, what we call today the master distiller. You might remember the name Nearest from a previous episode where we did Uncle Nearest's whiskey. Um, that would be episode 
31. Uncle Nearest 1884 Small Batch Tennessee Whiskey. I originally wasn't going to read this far, but I just like glanced down and read, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to read a little bit more. In 1866, the Jack Daniels Distillery is officially established, making it the very first registered distillery within the U.S. with Jack as the master distiller. The opening of his now-famous distillery would follow shortly thereafter, right next to Jack Daniels' prime resource, the mineral-rich Cave Spring Hollow. This is what I read, Tyler. In 1904, Old Number 7 takes a gold medal at the World Fair in St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> Everything's full circle. We it can is. we can quit the podcast. Yeah, now. we're done. We did it. <laughs> the end. Uh, for anybody that doesn't get that reference, our very first episode, Megan taught us about the 1904 Olympics in St. Louis. Uh, specifically the marathon. The marathon in St. Louis, Missouri, which yep. was there to basically compete with the World's Fair. Yep. So Jack Daniels took gold at the World's Fair. In St. Louis, Missouri, it is the first of seven gold medals that old number seven is awarded. In 1906, after arriving at work early and unable to open his safe, Jack kicks it out of frustration and breaks his toe. The injury worsens and will eventually take his life. I did not know that. He broke his toe. He kicked it. Well, let that be a lesson to everybody out there. When you get mad at something... Don't kick it. Don't throw it. Don't, don't punch, punch it. it. Don't do anything physical. It's better to do that. It's better to hit something physical. Uh, let me rephrase it. It's better to punch an object than another person, but the only person that's going to bring harm to is you. Learn so, better anger management techniques. Yes. Therapy is good. Stomp on the ground. Count to 10. Hold your breath till you stop breathing. Uh. <laughs> All right, so I took a sip of this. Did that, you? That was a long one. It's not as bad as I remember. That's so um, But those people in the nineteen in ni- early 1900s, I don't know what they were. I don't know. It just doesn't strike me as an award winner. I, I don't. I think it's so nostalgic that it smells really good to me. I haven't tasted it yet, but I've just been smelling it. Um, but I smell wise, I get some vanilla. I get sweet. vanilla. Um, there's some sort of like floral in there that I can't quite pinpoint. I have a feeling that if you were like to lay out like a row of whiskeys in like just non labeled containers and have me smell each of them, I feel like I would be able to pick out Jack Daniels. And that might mean me talking just out of my ass. I might not be able to do it, but I feel like I could. I feel like Jack has unique smell. It's something that is just Jack. I, I don't know. I just pictured an ass going, man. <laughs> just <laughs> cheeks clapping like. I can see you're just, feeling it. Yeah. Just that's what I pictured when you said talking out of my ass. Oh, Lord. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. I can see that. So fruity, floral. I don't know. It's. May I ask you a question? What okay in? No, just sorry, that's what the ass is saying. Oh. <laughs> Tastes like Jack. Um Jack to me has always had like a a really intense, like hot burn, like a peppery burn. 
not really minty. Um, and it's, uh, I mean, I would agree with that, but it's very short lived. Yes. Yes. It's not something that like travels down your throat and like warms you up. It's just something that like hits you for a second. Um, but I've always enjoyed that burn because it isn't a lingering burn. It's something that you feel for a second and goes away. It doesn't give you that indigestion heartburn that some whiskeys do. Um, which is nice. The aftertaste to me is a, like a, maybe like a vanilla custardy type aftertaste that sits in the back of your tongue. Um, yeah, I would, I would, I like the, the creamy descriptor you used earlier. Mm-hmm. That was, that was pretty good. I would, I would describe the smell of this as creamy vanilla. Yeah. Um, yeah, good descriptor. Uh, taste, taste wise. I'll be honest with you guys. I've kind of been shooting it. <laughs> Get rid of it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, wow, that tasted oaky with a finish of spice. No vanilla. Interesting. I, I didn't taste any. Did you just shoot it? No, I just let it roll over my tongue just oh. a small amount, though. A little bit of a little bit of sweet in the finish now. After it sat there for a little while, definitely the most variety of the whiskeys we've had so far. And again, that could be because I'm particular to Jack Daniels. Um, mm, this one's tough. Um, where to rank this? Yeah. Uh, our logo I drew and designed. Um, and you can tell I took a quite a bit of inspiration from Jack Daniels and their iconic labeling. I I was going to say our logo is loosely based on Jack Daniels. It's, it's inspired by yes. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm, I enjoy Jack. Like this is something I forgot how much I enjoy it because we've been drinking really good whiskeys like the Glenlivet and, um, the Templeton rye and, things like that um that this has been sitting in like the back of the cabinet for months and i have not touched it um and i've forgotten how much i did it used to enjoy jack um you got a certain nostalgia feeling happening right now yeah yeah i just want to draw everybody's attention not to get too far away from your nostalgia but if you're on youtube look at that fucking logo in the middle megan hand drew that Mm-hmm. All that, all those little doodads and stuff in the middle. I never really noticed all the where the ampersand symbol is for anybody that's ignorant. Like that's the me. and sign. That's the and sign in the <laughs> middle. Yeah, I didn't know that for a long time. Um, yeah, you did a great job on that logo. Thank you, thank you very much. You're welcome. Yay me! Oh, applause. Truthfully, it really doesn't look terribly much like the Jack Daniels other than just black and white and the black and white. Yeah. Bottle shape. And I, I feel like my, um, I tried to make my etching more like spiky, I guess. Theirs is Jack Daniels is more like curvy and flowy. I feel mine has sharper edges. I don't know. I, whatever. I'm not artistic. So 
inspired by Jack. Um, my first memory of Jack Daniels, and this is stupid as, as all hell. I spent the night at my sister's house and you guys know friend Angie, my sister. Um, she's 13 years older than I am. Um, so she, uh, I don't even know how to describe my sister and I'm going to get emotional. So let's just say I love my sister. She's amazing. Is that your only sibling? Yes. Okay. Um, anyway, my sister, that a puts lot. a lot of stuff in perspective. I did not realize your sister was 13 years older than you. Okay. Yep. She is my guiding light. She is amazing. I love her. That's for you, friend Angie. If you're still listening to this shit show of a episode. Um. Anyway, so my sister, like I said, this is a stupid memory. I spent the night at my sister's, um, and it was like the day after her and her husband went to a, um, a concert. I believe it was a Slayer concert. And they had their jeans in the bathroom floor and I was getting ready to take a shower and they had bumper stickers on the thighs and like all over their jeans of Jack Daniels. Because I'm assuming they got toasted at the Slayer concert or something, but it was just all over their jeans. And that's my first memory I have of Jack Daniels is seeing those jeans on the floor with those bumper stickers stuck on them. So I don't know. For some reason, I'll always equate Jack to my sister and blue jeans, happier times, blue jeans, rock concerts, um, asses, <laughs> spending the night at my sissy's house and feeling special and important. My first encounter with Jack Daniels was drinking a fucking fifth of it in college. <laughs> Oh, say lovey. Yep. That was my first and basically last encounter with Jack Daniels for a long time. But you if you it's not that bad. If you take an air as you drink the Jack, on the initial sip you'll get like a peach. If you like inhale air at the same time. I don't like peach, so I'm not gonna do that. Oh well, whatever. Mm. I'm not a I'm not not a big peach person. Anyway, I said I would get to the story, so I would get yes, to the story. Yes, yes. Tell people. me the story. Tell us the story. So, I waited to bring this up because I knew it was going to be a very emotional topic um, when I was in the hospital. I like When I first came to, like my, my parents were there, my mom, my dad, my stepdad wasn't there, um, but just out of respect to my my dad, I think. Um, Shelby, I think, was there, or whenever she got there. Like, I, I don't really remember this, but they've all told me, like, the first thing I said when I woke up, basically, was, I saw it. You know, like, I saw heaven, or hell, or whatever you want to call it, the afterlife. I saw it. And I didn't bring up this next part until much later. It was like that evening. And it was just... A couple of people in the room. It was me and my dad. My mom was apparently there. And I think Shelby may or may not have been in the room. Not many people. 
Um, and basically what happened, so when I, I'm going to preface this story by saying my dad's mother, my grandmother, died when I was six years old. She died in 1999 when I was in first grade from, she had cancer, but she had a stomach ulcer and nobody realized it and she went for a surgery and ended up, they put her on a blood thinner, didn't realize she had an ulcer, and she bled out, I think. I was real young, so I don't really remember. Excuse me. Anyway, um, when I was, I told you guys that there was a tube in my mouth when I was first coming to. And so my dad, when they tried to wake me up, had the bright idea of put a pin in, or a pencil in my hand and let me write. I was trying to communicate somehow. And he showed me the scribbles later. It was literally, I was writing letters like over letters. You couldn't make shit out. I've never been one. I can't, I've got to look at what I'm writing. I can't. Otherwise, it'll just slope down. It'll look terrible. Anyway, he got the bright idea to let me, he handed me his phone and I was texting my phone trying to communicate. And I, I remember fat fingering a lot of texts. And I couldn't get words out on the thing because I couldn't, I wasn't coordinated enough. Then I remembered swipe. And swipe came through. So I've got the text messages here on my phone. And I've, I've texted my dad a couple times since then. But it, the, the first text I sent is, they told me I would only, and then I indented a line <laughs> and said B, and then I added two spaces, a few hours, question mark. What went wrong, space, question mark. I knew something was wrong because my parents did We're not together. get along. And yeah. they, like, my mom took me and my dad's there. Like, what is happening? Yeah, what the hell? And so my dad answered. He said, don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it, blah, blah, blah. And I, my next text said, everything is fine, question mark. The f- you mean everything's fine? Like, something is obviously wrong. And so at that point, I guess they pulled the tube out or put me under so they could pull the tube out. I don't know. But anyway, as I'm coming to originally, when they had me writing, I distinctly remember, like, very being very much like, like, uh, it's going to be hard to describe for anybody that's not watching YouTube. But I was like in and out. Like I was there and then I was like gone. And then I was there and then I was gone. And like my head was bobbing. And I remember distinctly when my head was bobbing. My grandmother's voice over my left shoulder. And she said, just come back. Come back. Just come back one more time. And she said it twice. And that was when I like, it's like, okay, all right, I'm coming back. And I like, I was, it was like a car trying to start, you know, it was like trying, trying to turn over. And that's kind of how I was. Like I was in and out. Blah, blah. And I, I, like I said, I didn't mention it until way later that evening. And I asked my dad, he was at the end of my bed. And I was like, um, who was, who was talking to me? Like, who, who was over my left shoulder when they were waking me up? He said, nobody's been in that corner of the room like the entire time. 
And I was like, well, just to let you know, this is what I heard. And I told him everything I just, just said. And like me and my dad just immediately, like my dad is a huge, huge dude in the military, tough guy, does not show his emotions. Like we are bawling. I never seen my dad cry so much, but um, yeah, that. So, and, and ironically, my aunt. I told them. I told one of my aunts, that's my dad's sisters. I was telling them, and uh, at a later date, and one of them said that she. It, this is her mother that has died. She heard her over her left shoulder when she was giving birth to her only son. She said, apparently she said, ain't he beautiful over her left shoulder. And so I don't really know what to do with that. Um, You know, so that is the, those are the two things I experienced when I was gone or trying to come back. And, you know, I genuinely i don't want to bring this podcast down this is fun we're we're buzzed <laughs> blah blah blah. but that's what happened um i genuinely feel for anybody any family that's had to be in that position and watch your loved one like i said early early on in the podcast i truthfully had the easy part i went to sleep and then woke up and i just couldn't figure out what was going on you know, I didn't have to sit there for two days wondering, watching, and you know, even you guys had it rough. Yeah. And I can't say thank you enough to you guys because as all this is happening, like I had, it was an outpatient procedure. I was supposed to be home that day. Megan, without an inkling of thought, and Houston as well, I'm sure. Like, yeah, we'll go get Bo. We got him. We'll watch him. However long you need. And I I can't say I, I thank you enough for that. So of course, I drink to you guys. I'm sorry, I put it off camera there. Cheers. Oh God, so good. I, I forgot it was Jack. Oh, so good. Oh, we, I you and I it have very different facial expressions. <laughs> You're like gross, and I'm like hmm. Memories. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes, I just basically washed my mouth out with Dr Pepper Zero. Um. Yet I, I don't want to turn this podcast lean any way political. Um, because you and I have very different opinions. Um, or I don't want to make it religious or anything. But everything, I would say, happens for a reason. For whatever reason that is, we have. Yep. We have people of all sorts of different religions and beliefs that listen to this podcast. Um, but no matter what, the fact that you're back is. A blessing to all of us. So we are glad that you didn't Yeah. Ab- leave us. Absolutely. And I'm I'm you know, this might be a very sobering thought, but it is something I realized after the fact. And in fairness, this is a unique set of circumstances. But I don't I guess somewhere deep down inside I was afraid of dying. And at this point, I now I don't want to. Oh, uh, let me say it like this: I'm not afraid to die anymore. 
it was the easiest thing I've ever done. Um, I don't want to be shot. I don't want to suffer for the last however many minutes <laughs> in pain. But, you know, if you just go peacefully or go instantly, frankly, it was the easiest thing I've ever done. It was, it was as easy as going to sleep. Waking up, waking up was legitimately harder. I had to, I had to actively try to wake up on a, on a certain level. And, you know, it, it just, it's, it's weird, but that's something they, they brought a psychologist to talk to me and a bunch of stuff. Like, you know, there were, there were, Excuse me. There were several things, not more than several. There were a thousand things that just had to go right. And for whatever reason, they went right. You know, I'll never understand why, but they did. Will you shut that door this time so he doesn't come in here? Thanks. Megan's going to wash the glasses. Friend Houston is here. He is destroying something on his phone. I'm not quite sure what he's doing. What you doing over there? Is that a color by numbers? He's doing a color by numbers. Can, can we see what the whole picture is? You mind if I show it on the podcast? I'm going to show it on for anybody that is not listening. Go check us out on YouTube. We're at with our, our channel's Whiskey and Wonder. Oh, that's fucking badass. I don't know what it is, but that's fucking cool. Oh, shit. That's awesome. What is it? Oh, it's some Marvel oh, stuff. It's Thor and Loki. Okay. Well, that explains it. I've never seen uh, any of the Marvel movies. The fuck you just say? Oh, my God. I have seen... All right. So, let me let me say this. All right. Oh, my God. I've seen some of the X-Men movies. No, 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 no. I saw X-Men 1, 2, and the original 3. That doesn't... Uh, and I've seen a couple of no, the no, other no. X-Men, like Wolverine Origins and whatnot. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, point being, let me, let me flash forward and say... I never liked superheroes growing up. I didn't. I liked two super... Well, I liked one superhero and one, like, series. And that was Batman, which I've seen, the Dark Knight trilogy, and also X-Men. Those were the only superheroes I liked growing up. So... Uh, uh, Megan's malfunctioning over there. (laughs) I can't with you. I can't. I just can't. I... I would love reaction channels are huge right now on YouTube and I would love to do a reaction channel with you making you watch all these movies and shit you've never seen because you've never seen if we can make money off of it let's do it I mean they're huge right now on YouTube so it's very possible we could make money on it but I'm such a anti-fun person I'm such a stick in the mud. I'm not even, I can't lie. Where did you rank that Jack Daniels, by the way? Uh, number one, fool, right there in the top. I don't know if y'all heard that, but she slammed that fucker down. She's buzzing, too. A little bit. Uh, these little Maker's Mark bottles, don't put it in front of your camera because you'll fuck it up. But these little tiny Maker's Mark bottles are adorable. They're so cute. They have, like, the wax seal on them that Maker's Mark is known for. 
and there are just itty bitty little adorable Maker's Mark bottles, and I don't know how to open it. So I'm gonna sit here and mine's struggle. got a bubble. Yours got a bubble. It's got a bubble in it. Oh, that's so. <laughs> it's got a bubble right there. Try to get it. This is definitely real rat, real real rash. Yeah, it, it's real rash. It's real rash because it came off of my real wax came off of my finger right there. So it's definitely like actually wax dipped. Uh. Oh yeah, Maker's Mark actually waxes. Did I you, didn't know the little. Not, oh, no, you, I didn't know the little tiny ones would be real. Oh yeah, they're all real. They're all real. Um, all real. So if you've again, if you've listened to us for a long time, we have. We're yeah. and I apologize for how long this episode's gone. It's probably going to go for about two hours. Yeah, this is a special. Um, it's not a normal yeah, episode. Exactly. So check out our other specials. If you want to be a guest, email us for you know this shit show. Uh, <laughs> um. Let us know. Other than that, we're not going to have any of our regular regular. How the hell did you open this? Did you just twist it? It's got there a was a cap. little. Oh, there's a cap under there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we did Maker's Mark 46 at the request of friend Papa Manning. Yes. Uh, there's too many Mannings. Um. And what episode was that? That was episode twenty. Megan rated it a four, and I rated it a five. Oh, that does I not rem- make me. If I remember optimistic. right, it was very spicy. Mm, that doesn't make me optimistic. I have had regular makers before, and I am optimistic. Okay. Well, here is, uh, and I might have said this in the episode that we did makers mark before, but this is straight from the website, so I'm going to say it again if I have said it already. Maker's Mark began with one family's quest to create a bourbon they enjoyed drinking and sharing with friends. That's hardly revolutionary today, but in 1953, it changed an industry. Bill Samuel Sr.'s quest to create Maker's Mark began with his only copy of a family's trusted 170-year-old recipe, the one the sixth-generation distiller promptly set on fire, of course. After accidentally burning a set of drapes in the process, Bill experimented with different flavoring grains, searching for a mash bill all his own. To save years of aging time, Bill baked several loaves of bread with various grain combinations instead of distilling them. His quick thinking not only saved time, but also led him to swap out the traditional rye grain that is commonly used in bourbons for soft red winter wheat. This replaced the hot bite of rye with the delicate sweetness that Makers is known for today. Through ingenuity, patience, and a determined taste vision, Bill not only reinvented the family whiskey, he and his collaborator, Margie, also revolutionized an industry. So if you're watching YouTube while Megan was doing that, and I would strongly suggest, I I know a lot of people... That are that are personal friends and know us in real life. A lot of you probably listen to it in your car or while you're working. And when I know, <laughs> Megan tried to hide that behind the microphone. That was a pretty good job too. Um. Anyway, she's wiping the glass where she apparently spilled some. Anyway, um. I know some people listen to it on podcasts, but I would highly suggest checking us out on YouTube. Um. While she was reading that, I took my first smell and my face, facial expression was very surprised. It looks like Megan is contemplating as well. Uh, Pemperment. What? Peppermint. 
Peppermint. Yep. Peppermint. Mint. Maybe some sort of mint. I got vanilla and cherry. Oh, no. Oh, yes. You shut your mouth. Maybe cherry. I'll give you cherry. I do not take... I do not smell any vanilla. It's it's way more cherry than it is vanilla. I definitely I, I I just got the peppermint though. I'll give you cherry. Um I have not gotten any vanilla. Um maybe I made up the vanilla. Maybe I really wanted it to be there. I get cherry. I'll I'll give you cherry. Yes, cherry and peppermint is my um my amateur opinion. You started to say professional opinion. I I thought about it. And I changed I would, my mind. Uh, we should look into getting some kind of certification. See if there's like a. Uh, I know with uh, beer, there was. Um, they wanted us to do this at the bar. Damn, I can't. Cicerone. Cicerone is what it is. No, is that for wine? I think there's one for whiskey too. But maybe we could do that. It's probably gonna cost a shit ton of money, and we'll have to study for it. But you know. It'd be good to have a study buddy. Hey. Anyway, I smell cherry. There is a Master of Whiskey program. How much it cost? It is whiskeymasters.org. Um, it's the Certified Scotch Professional CSP certification program as the first level of certification within the Master of Whiskey program, and there are no prerequisites. Wow. Requisites. To enroll in the program, uh, parallel certified, shut up, Tyler, certified bourbon <laughs> professional CBP certification program is also available here. Um, having passed either the CBP or the CSP exam constitutes level one certification in the Master of Whiskey program. Um, level two is a certified whiskey specialist. Oh, no. <laughs> that face. Oh my God, that was like the the worst thing you've ever seen frown. Enrollment in the study program is three hundred and ninety-five dollars. Oh, that's it? I thought you were gonna say three thousand. I am not paying three hundred and ninety-five dollars to get a title saying I'm good at whiskey. I get you, but at the same time, I just put $610 worth of tires on my car <laughs> on Tuesday. That is not the same thing. I would. I. Uh, yes, I could 100% see myself spending $400 on getting a title to say I'm good at whiskey. Okay. Well, guys, you, you listeners, donate to us, please. Um, email us, contact at whiskeyandwonder.com and do the Patreon and all the fun things. Beyond that, if you know of any other programs yes. where we could get certified, let us know. Even if you're just a distiller that yeah. wants to give us a tour. Oh, my God. I would love a tour. That would be amazing. We're trying to look into doing a tour at a couple. Um, uh, my roommate actually went on a tour of a local distillery. A matter of fact, it was actually featured Ooh. in episode two. It was... No, I'm sorry, not episode two. It was... um, Three, Conviction? Is that the one he went to? No, because episode three was uh, American Prairie. It was High West. Oh, shit. What? It was the one... Yeah, it was Conviction. It was episode five, Southern Grace Distilleries, out in Mount Pleasant. That's where he went. That's pretty exciting, because that was once a Princeton. 
That would be yes, super cool. Yes, that was cool. once a prison. It was very... I would like to do that as like a midnight Halloween tour. Even I'm if there's sure like no do. haunted or anything, I bet that would be so much fun. We'll plan to do that this year. We'll Hell do, we'll make yeah. That happen. Make a note, Houston. Halloween. Halloween. Happening. We're going to do a midnight distill tour, distillery tour of conviction. He's like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> you and I are going. All right. Houston may or may not. Shelby will drive us. She'll go. I know Houston will go. He just is fancy doing his own thing. He's doing color by numbers. Yeah. That's what we talked about while you were washing glasses. <laughs> I showed oh. everybody his color by numbers. That's how we got on the Marvel thing. Makes sense. I love my Houston. He's good people. Houston is good people. Have a round of applause. <laughs> He's smiling, shaking his head over there. Uh so that since this is a Fourth of July special episode, I should probably tell a Fourth of July story, right? Well, let me tell a quick one. Okay. So, my dog that I ran out of the room. Megan loves my dog. Oh my I just, god! I just want you to know that he's my dog. That's how much she loves my dog. Anyway, his name I named him after this cool ass cowboy on this uh, Western show called Hell on Wheels. It was on AMC. It's really good. I'm going to pre-warn anybody. There might be a trigger warning. It has the N-word in it because it's right after the Civil War. So anyway, point being, I named him. His name is Bohannon after the main character's last name. And his middle name is Washington because he was born on the 4th of July. So his birthday is, spoiler alert, we're not recording this on the 4th of July like we said we would be because... Too much family obligations. So this is... Yeah, Tyler has I am hosting a life. Yes, I am hosting a cookout with my family, which actually my dad tried to steer my family away from doing this. He's like, oh, he's not going to feel up to it, blah, 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 because I, because of me being in the hospital. Because you died? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying really hard not to say that. Anyway, <laughs> I, I pretty much told my cousin who's coming in from Alaska, I said, hell or high water, I don't give a damn if anybody else comes. You and I are grilling out. Come on over. We'll shoot off fireworks, whatever. And so everybody is coming after that. But um, so we're not doing this on the 4th of July. Anyway, fast forward. My dog's birthday is 4th of July. Megan is going to go ape shit when she hears this, but I do it every year. She's going to get mad. I cook a steak for my dog on the 4th of July every year. That is his birthday present. Seasoning? No. Thank God. No, I'm not stupid. Okay, you. I'm not stupid. You've lowered my anger. Yeah, no, it's substantially. Just, just meat, and I cook it. How big? Oh. I, I cut it up. Okay. Yeah, I cut it up into bite-sized pieces. Yeah. No, no, no. How many? What's his ounce person size? Does oh. he get a full steak? Depends on the year. <laughs> so, all right. So, and the reason I say that is because last year I had, um, I. I don't remember exactly what happened, but I took out steak for him and chicken for me. And one of them had gone like I had bought two individual steaks and I had a pack of chicken. I was going to eat the chicken and thaw the steak. So I would eat the next day and he would have his steak and ended up one of the steaks I had bought way too long. It had gone bad. And so I had one steak and some chicken. And so I cut the steak in half and fed him half chicken, half steak. But this year he will get a full steak. 
I mean, it's not a, it's not a porterhouse. It's just, you know, okay. like, a, I, like a New York strip steak. Okay. I will not be that. So we have never, ever in the podcast discussed my day job. Do you really want to do that right now? All I will say is I am a professional who works with dogs. Okay. That's it. So All I, right. I know a lot about dogs. If you follow me on Instagram, you can figure out real fast what I do, but we'll leave it there. Yeah, it burns. It burns a lot. Yeah, it burns a fuck ton. Oh. <laughs> if you're not on YouTube, you won't get it. Check us out on YouTube. Sorry to promote This that. episode, especially because there's been a lot of facial expressions. <laughs> oh, we've, yeah. We've drank more yeah. and more. Um, hey, Megan's burns. not on the floor with the dog yet, so you we're You kicked good. the dog out. Now he was... You really want to be down there with him after the smells that were coming out of him? He should have farted it all out by now. Yeah, that's what you think. <laughs> um, Maker's Mark. This is not the whiskey we reviewed um, back in episode 26 or whatever it was. No, that was a specialized Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark 46. Yes. This, this is just pure, regular Maker's old Mark. Maker's Mark. And it is spicy. It is spicy. Like 46. It's spicy the whole way through. Um, to the point where I don't get, well, I'm buzzed and I haven't really looked for any other flavor. In fairness, now we're, we've also, our palates are all fucked up. That is true. So who knows how accurate any of this is, but. I'm getting orange peel, pepper spice. On some sort of wood or earth. I get the wood and the earth and the pepper. I don't get any orange peel. Where are you getting that orange peel? Very, very, very beginning. I just choked. (laughs) On whiskey. I'm sure that's pleasant. The very, very beginning, I get orange peel. Like the instant touch of my tongue. Bam, bam, thank you, ma'am. That's orange. I can't say that I get that. It's just a such a well. Maybe, maybe I get a like a. I oh man, I, I see. That's one thing that. So for anybody that doesn't do this, that doesn't taste whiskey. Obviously, all of you taste whiskey, but you don't do this in like we the actually have. Um, like straight edge people listen to our podcast for us and for the wonder segment. Good for you guys. So I salute you. Some of you do not taste whiskey and you are very inspirational and we thank you for listening to us despite that. Yes. So thank absolutely. you. Thank you. I cheers you with my Dr. Pepper. Um, it is very, the, how do I say this? It's a balancing act doing this, especially with somebody else. Because Megan says she tastes orange peel. And so I'm looking for orange peel. And so now I'm wondering, am I making up what I'm tasting? Because she said she tasted yes, it. That or is... am I genuinely tasting orange peel? So it it that, that's one of the struggles that Let's... we... As yes. a as a team, as some 
hosts doing this podcast together, tasting whiskey, come across regularly. I don't think we've ever vocalized that before. I don't no. think even off air we vocalized this. If you're more interested in kind of memory and affecting each other, um, check out episode eight where I teach us about the Mandela effect and something called false memory. Yeah. Um, humans influence each other all the time on all sorts all sorts of things. Um, so that being said, I definitely do think me and Tyler will, I don't want to say trick, but our, our brains will trick the other to taste something that we normally wouldn't have tasted because the other one tastes it. So our brains go, oh shit, well he tasted it. So that means it has to be there. So now you have to taste it. And then I take a sip and I taste it. And that's a flaw of being a human. That's something that happens. Um, neuro, neuropsychology is fascinating. Um, and if I had infinite money and didn't have to have a job or anything, I would probably, for funsies, I would go to school just because I love learning new things. But I would probably go to school for neuropsychology and learn the brain chemistry aspect of things because the brain is... Brain is fascinating. It's a complete... Anomaly. I have two things to say to that. Number one, in episode eight, which Megan's talking about, where she taught us that, we reviewed one of her favorite whiskeys. That would be, do you want to take a guess which one that was? I know that one. Which one was it? It was Rabbit Hole. It was Rabbit Hole. Thank you, friend Dave, for that yes, recommendation. Thank you. That is delish. Thank you, friend Dave. It was amazing. Uh, second thing is you said if you had no job and no time or all the time and all the money, you would go back and study the brain. Mm-hmm. For me, I wouldn't study. Uh, so I got my degree in geology. I started my I started college as a meteorology major. I still love the weather and I still love rocks. I don't really use it as much. And I don't want to say rocks specifically because geo is means earth. And ology means the study of. So it's really the study, study of, the of Earth. Earth. Yeah. Um, but if I had all the time in the world and didn't have to worry about money, I would go back. I would want so badly to be a physicist. There is so much I would love studying. Yep. Um, and I was actually thinking about this earlier today and it was one of my shower thoughts that just kind of randomly pop up. If in high school... I would have told myself that as a 28-year-old, almost 30-year-old woman, I would spend every other week eagerly and happily doing research papers. I would have shot myself in the foot because there is no way in high school I would have thought I would have enjoyed that. But now I look forward to doing my topic every week, and it is the stuff I did in high school that I was like, I can't believe I have to do this. But now I do it voluntarily for this podcast because learning is amazing learning is fun it is the more you know so i would i would say something similar but different and uh, the way i would say that is i was the kid that was too cool for school in history i would make fun of like when I was in AP US history, I would make fun of it. Yeah, that was a tiny flex there. <laughs> yes, I took AP classes. Deal with it. Anyway, 
Um, I was just, I, I, I never liked history. I would just kind of blow through it and get a B and move on with my freaking life. Now, like the, the, the amount of podcasts I listen to that teach me about history. They don't teach me about physics. They don't teach me about math. They don't teach me about English. They teach me about history. And I'm going to name some podcasts shamelessly. Time Suck. Dale Jr. Download. I'm a NASCAR fan. I love learning NASCAR history. You shut your mouth. Uh, I I listen to one that teaches me about investing. Um, That's not really history, but it does have a lot of history involved in economics yeah economic history um i'm trying to think of what other podcast i've listened to uh i listened to the dollop yeah i don't really listen to the dollop that much that was turned on to me van x <laughs> but they Fair. do history as well Fair. <laughs> that is that is truth be told we did an episode a couple weeks ago megan did on rube waddell Mm-hmm. That episode of the dollop is where I first learned about Rube Waddell. Same. Oh, well, I first learned about Rube Waddell through Tyler, who then told Referred me to listen to, to the dollop. The dollop, and it was a spiral. Yep. And now you guys have an episode on Rube Waddell. Yep. So you're welcome. So that is something I I would look at myself and be like, "Wow, you're a loser." If I was, you know, if high school self could see me now. Yep. I thought I'd be a millionaire making baller bucks instead. I thought I'd be dead. <laughs> let's uh, not to make light of suicide, but let's be real. I did not think I would make it this far. As somebody who died. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, truth be told, I haven't really told a ton of people this. Um, I don't think I've told you guys this. I got the medical records that I requested and uh, found out that I actually flatlined in the ambulance on the way from the... I did tell you that. Yeah, okay. You told me off air. Okay. Well, I flatlined a second time in the ambulance. The first time they had to shock me to bring me back. The second time they just had to do CPR. The electrical stuff in my heart kept going. So anyway, yeah, so I'm on my seventh life. So that kind of sucks that I got cheated out of one, I feel like, but whatever. Megan's got a facial expression. I don't know what she's thinking, but spit it out. For Halloween, maybe not when we go on the distillery tour, but if you'd let me for the distillery tour, that's amazing. But for Halloween, can I please put you in cat makeup? No. That's going to be a hard no. I'm really... I, I dress up as one thing for Halloween every year. If I'm going to dress up, it's it's this because I already have all the stuff for it. Baseball, what if, baseball player. Okay, what if I get you cat ears and a cat tail? No. Okay, but I'm really good at makeup. What if I'm... Uh, I'll do it on one condition. There's sexy cat and then there's slutty cat. I'm going to be slutty cat. Okay. I'm wearing a freaking man thong. Okay. That's it. I will... You guys heard it <laughs> no, here. No, 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 no. That's not <laughs> happening. That was a joke. Relax. <laughs> Calm down. Not happening. Friend Shelby, can I dress you up? As oh, a cat? Nope, wrong one. Oh, I don't know where that thing is. What one are you looking for? <laughs> God, we've gotten worse as the episode has gone yes, on, and has. this started off bad. So that's, that's what I was looking for. Ooh. Oh, if you're still with us, bless you. 
<laughs> you're probably <laughs> someone related to us or someone who loves us. And if that is the case, we love you too. Who blows a... <laughs> I was trying to make sure it picked up in the mic. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> oh. Uh, this has been fun. Uh, we're not done yet. We're almost done. We are. Um, uh, anyway, I would love to dress you up as a cat and do cat makeup. I want to do cat makeup on someone. Does someone want me to do? Houston, let me do zombie makeup on him one year. That was fun. Um, no, I got something I'll tell you off air. I'm not going to put that one out on the air, but I will tell you off air. Drink a little bit more and then you'll tell us on I'll air. throw that back and I still won't tell you. Oh, sad. Okay. It's um, going to take a lot more. <laughs> um, all right. So I can see from your little order over there that you have ranked Maker's Mark squarely in the middle. Yes. Um, I'm not done with my Maker's Mark, so I don't know if I'd put that in pin yet. But well, I can cross it off. I crossed off one on each of us. That's here. true. Um, anyway, I, I was going to originally tell you guys a Fourth of July story. Yes, that's right. I'm sorry. Talk to um, us. So, well, first things first. Fourth of July has always been really exciting and special to me growing up in Colorado because we made it a tradition to go to the Rockies game on Fourth of July and see the fireworks at Coors Field, which is a breathtaking amazing experience that I dragged Houston to once. Did you like the fireworks at Coors Field? He just nodded. Let the record show that friend Houston nodded. Yes. Uh, the fireworks at Coors Field are beautiful and amazing. Um, I, If you shoot fireworks off in your neighborhood, I do not condone it. There's too many dogs and too many people with PTSD and stuff that it affects. But going to a major show... I'm a little bit more okay with. I, I have but. to step in here and say that. Um, how do I say this correctly? I recently have taken a new job in a different department at my work. And now I work in air quality and not water. And fireworks are a form of pollution in the air. So that's all I'm going to say on that. Yes, agreed. Um, so Fourth of July has always been kind of fun and special to me because of that. But before we did the Rockies game, my mom, um, for a large part of my childhood, was like the neighborhood mom. I fucking hated it. Uh, she <laughs> so no, like kids who bullied me and who treated me like shit would act so nice to my mom and like come up to her and ask her for popsicles and stuff. And mom was like, Oh, sure. You're so sweet. I love you. Like Patrick. I know for sure you're not listening to it, but fuck if you, you are, Patrick. fuck you, Patrick and fuck you, Trevor, you're both assholes. And I hope your lives are horrible as you are. Anyway, I hope you're a toad. <laughs> uh, those kids bullied me a fuck ton and they were horrible, but my mom was like the fun mom, neighborhood moms. So she would give them popsicles and stuff, but she, uh, had hosted these amazing block parties for 4th of July, like absolute shit you'd see on like TV, like obnoxiously cool 4th of July parties that I don't know. I believe the cops weren't called because we had police neighbors who actually joined in on the parties. If I remember correctly, cause I was young when this all happened. Um, 
This guy. I got police neighbors. They join into the party. I know. I've seen them watching people. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, like, legit, my two of my neighbors are cops. Yeah, I know. I've seen them watching, like, speed limits and shit. No, like, not, not... Not those guys over there, but, like, actual, like, right here? Like, like across the street. Well, they just sold their house. They're moving. But down the road, she's a Huntersville cop, too. Oh, shit. You have a lot more cops than I thought. And yeah. this is a very cop-filled neighborhood. Yeah, there's one right over there. There used to be one Yikes. down the road over there. Yeah. Anyway. No, that's that's paid for by the HOA. What Yikes. you've seen. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. Uh, so she hosted these amazing 4th of July block parties that there would be so much food and super illegal fireworks. Like we would drive up to Wyoming um, every year and get like the giant, like I forgot, like the Molotov rockets that like are what the professional fucking stadiums use. Um, And I forget why, because again, this is when I was like five, six, somewhere around there. One of our neighbors I believe it was Sherry. If it wasn't Sherry, it was Dawn. And I'm at the point where I'm drunk enough where I don't give a shit. I'm using their real names. Whoa, let's <laughs> settle down there, Tiger. Okay. We'll call them S and D. <laughs> Too late now. I, I know I'm fucking with shit. you guys. I'm fucking with you guys. <laughs> uh, so it was either Sherry or Dawn. I think. Sherry is D and Dawn is S. There you go. <laughs> I think. Well, whoever it was, they were... They had like a big box of fireworks next to them and they were a smoker. Oh, God damn. Yep. This is exactly where you think it's going. And I remember I, my mom like telling them off, like, cause my mom, despite like this being an amazing block party, she was still like safety first. No one's blowing off their fingers on her watch. Like she, she was cool, but she was still like, I'm, I'm watching you fuckers. So I, she told her, like, that's a horrible fucking idea. Move your fucking fireworks. And whoever this was, whether it was S or D, didn't listen. And they were smoking. And next thing I know, <laughs> this entire box of fireworks is going off because <gasps> dumbass smoke next to him and the ash <laughs> fell and fucking woo, explosions everywhere. And that's my 4th of July story, the end. I got a very, <laughs> very quick 4th of July story. It's not even really 4th of July related, but uh, when I, I don't know, I was maybe uh, somewhere in uh, 10, 11, 12 range, somewhere in that range. I was out with my the neighbor kid and his stepdad, and we were shooting... We had got bottle rockets somehow. <laughs> and we were all three shooting them, and his car was parked in the street in front. And their house was up a hill and it went down to the street. And I had the bottle rocket laid like on the ground in a bottle, leaned against, like they had a, a, basically like a two by four on the edge of their, their like walkway. It was for their flower bed. And I had it laid on that, and it shot. And this guy drove a silver Mustang, like a 2004-style Mustang. And it went, and just dropped and just drilled that Mustang straight in the door. (laughs) (laughs) And I I shouldn't have laughed my ass off because it was this dude's stepdad's Mustang, but I laughed so freaking hard. 
Oh it shit! Just, bam! Right in the door. <laughs> but um. Oopsies. Yeah. So that's that's my fireworks story. Fun. Um, all right. Anybody that's still with us after two hours and fifteen minutes, because we've been cutting up and having a good time. We're both feeling it. My cheeks are red. I can see it in the camera there. I don't know if my cheeks they're probably are. They feel warm. I don't know if they're red or not. Houston, are my cheeks red? Yeah, they look a little red. Yeah. Houston's right. like I fucking hate this shit. I don't believe I agreed to be your DD again. You don't have to do that. I could have got Shelby to do that. No. He happily volunteered. He's the best. He loves okay. me. I just want to let you know he, Shelby would do it. I know she would. And I love your friend Shelby, but Houston is I don't deserve I don't deserve Houston. There's a lot I could say about him, but I don't want to embarrass him. So I will just so, leave it with he's the life partner. Amazing. And I love him. Rankings. Rankings. Are you changing anything? You finalize, you submit your I, final answers. So help you God. Jack Daniels for me is number one. For sure. So help me God. That's my Jack. It goes number one spot no matter what. Okay. Sorry, not sorry. Number two and three, I flip-flopped a lot. I was... I didn't know whether to put Crown or Maker's Mark in the number two spot, and I switched them back and forth a few times. The very last thing I had a Maker's Mark was a shot, and I shoot it. I shot it back, and I didn't like it shot, so it ended up in my third place ranking. So I'm going to go Jack Daniels, number one. If you're going to do a common whiskey, get you some Jack. That's That's the whiskey to get. If you want a Canadian whiskey, you get you some Crown. That's my number two. If you want something with a really cute bottle, use some Maker's Mark. That's number or a three. Burn. Or a burn. Yep, burn is also good. Maker's Mark. That's number three. You get you three. If you want something with another human name, uh, that's Evan Williams. And if you want something with another human name, that's Jim Bean. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Beam, not Bean. Did I say Bean again? Yes, it's not Mister Bean. It's Beam. Negan is my name. Negan? Negan, yep. That sounds terrible. That's a terrible name. It's actually pronounced Negan. Actually, it should, actually it should cool be Negum. Negum. Oh, <laughs> shit, you're right. <laughs> uh, uh, so so yeah. you went Jack Daniels, Crown Royal, Maker's Mark, Evan Williams, Jim Bean. Yes. Just to summarize. Yes, All right, those so. are my rankings. What are your rankings? Because you've been keeping the list. I have not. I have. Mine's a little different. All right. And I, I just made, I called an audible at the last minute. But my number one was Crown Royal. Okay, so you wanted the vanilla desserty one. I do. I tend, I tend to... You've got a sweet I, tooth. I have a sweet tooth, and I tend to like the... My favorite flavor of ice cream is vanilla. I'm a plain Jane person. I'm a stick in the mud. I don't like fun, so that suits me. <laughs> truth, truth be told, it is. I am who I am. So I went with Crown Royal. I'm drunk Royal. enough to make a joke, but I'm not going to. Please do. Nope. Nope. Go ahead. Nope. I want it. You're vanilla. That's fine. Okay. Um. So Crown Royal is number one. Second, this is my audible, Evan Williams. Really? Yes. I. Evan Williams. Third, and this, this is why it was the audible, just because of the history and the whatnot, Jack Daniels. Mm. Evan Williams, I enjoyed it more than the Jack Daniels just because I personally struggle to get Jack Daniels down. I think it was the opposite for us. 
So you had a bad memory with Jack and I have good memories with Jack. I think realistically, I probably would have switched them and had Crown be number one if I didn't have so many good memories with Jack Daniels. Like, I think nostalgia is a big part for why Jack is number it's one my number one. Yeah. So I get that. All right. Fourth, I've got Maker's Mark. And truthfully, the reason why I have Maker's Mark fourth is because Jim Beam just sucked. <laughs> Jim Beam. No, thank you. Jim Beam was yeah. easily the one that I disliked. I will never buy Jim Beam. Yeah. Ever. Gross. I don't. Uh, yeah. These are not. Uh, and I want to. I want to wrap this up by saying these are not whiskeys that I would typically go out and buy, especially for this podcast. Definitely not for this podcast. This pod, pod, pod. podcast. Megan is feeling it. I've been feeling it. I've been, I hit my level, but I've been riding high. Megan is still on the way up. She's still got to hit her plateau. No, I'm fine. Yeah, okay. Um, you can't say podcast. Podcast. I can't speak when I'm sober. All right, fair point. <laughs> fair. Um, This podcast, I would not choose any of these base whiskeys to review because this is a whiskey connoisseur podcast. These are... These are peasants' whiskeys. So I, would, I, would, I would choose two of these, actually. Now that I've mm-hmm. thought about it, I would choose Maker's Mark and, and Crown. Crown. Those I thought two, about Crown because it's a Canadian whiskey. Yeah, and, and that's why I would part of why I would choose Crown. Um, the other three, those are like the three. I almost got one more. I almost got one more whiskey. One more, and I would not be... Okay. Okay. That's That's... Part of why I stopped. With I'm a happy person right now. Yeah. I almost got Southern Comfort. That's only popular. Here? In the South. In the South. Yeah. <laughs> that, and that's why I didn't get it. Yeah. Makes so. sense. My drunk line goes from I'm a happy drunk to I'm a fucking miserable drunk in one drink. So. Yes, it does. And I <laughs> feel like I have learned Megan's line, so I stopped at five. You're welcome. Anyway, we've been on here for two hours, 22 minutes, and 15 seconds. Wow. If you've stuck around this long to our bullshitting, you're amazing. Email us. Let us know you stuck around. Let us know your opinions on these whiskeys. Uh, that's con- contact at whiskeyandwonder.com. Big Mouth over here ruined what I was going to do. Oh, I was, was going to end it at two minutes, or two hours, 22 minutes, and 22 seconds, but... Now I we're have at, to say the now thing, we're at though. 40 seconds. So. I have to say the thing. You're right. Fair enough. I have to say the thing. Okay. I got it. She said the thing. I haven't we, said the thing yet. Oh, that's right. The thing. The thing. Every well, episode so has to end with the thing. We're, check us out. We're Whiskey and Wonder. We're not usually this bad. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the start was good, but we're both feeling it right now. <laughs> I hope you guys, uh, you know, it sucks dealing with drunk people. It does. Drunk people are the Listening worst. Listening to a podcast of drunk people probably sucks too. <laughs> but this is our Fourth of July special. Next week we'll be back to the normal normal segment where we're not wasted. Um, oh fuck! I have to research. I thought this was your research this week. I the, thought you the, decided to do a Fourth of July special because you didn't want to research. And next week it's my week again. I gotta check. I gotta check my schedule. We'll we'll talk about it off air. 
Okay. Um, yeah, you guys don't need to hear that. Yep. So we, yeah, we're we're we try to figure this out so that we can each get a weekend. Anyway, what's a weekend? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we bust ass so we can try to try to make it in every aspect between the two jobs and this podcast and Megan's job and this podcast and her D and D. That's basically a job too because you're a dungeon master. That's another fucking job. Anyway, on that note. On that note, thank you guys so much. If you stuck around this long, you're amazing. We love you. Um, We look forward to seeing you next week. Don't give up on us. We're going to make this podcast be number one. We will have have a typical episode next week. Yes. Um, This is just a special for the 4th of July. Agreed. Listen to Action Park if you are looking for learning something cool. Action Park was our last episode. It was very entertaining. It was. And it did not involve a drunk Tyler or a drunk Megan. No, it didn't. I was very captivated by that topic. That was an awesome topic. I've had a lot of people that know us personally come and say that was an awesome topic. So check out the Action Park one if you want. Check out uh, several of the other ones. We've had a couple other good topics, and let me just say something. By I, I want I want to throw something else in there real quick. Time out. There's someone. There we go. We're not done yet. No, we're not. I Tyler just, salty as fuck about this. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> so I can go in and look at our episodes. I can I can see episode by episode. I can see which ones have the most listens. <laughs> Tyler salty. I am. <laughs> What the fuck is Agatha Christie so popular? She is Agatha a Christie. Genius. Agatha Christie has 156 listens. Unique listens. Unique listens. Our second place episode, which is Bitcoin, which is the following episode, the one I did, has 104. How the fuck does this episode have 50 more listens? I don't know. I don't know. You guys email us. Tell us why you enjoy Agatha Christie. Because she is a bamf. I think it. The hell's a bamf? Badass badass, motherfucker. Oh, badass motherfucker. Bamf. All right. I don't understand. It's got to be some kind of robo thing going by alphabetical order. (laughs) Bullshit. out Out of all our episodes, and I don't, I mean, this is serious as possible. Agatha Christie, an A, Bitcoin, a B. Those are the two highest ones. Do we have any other A's? Action Park. We'll see how Audie Leon Murphy, too. And Audie Leon Murphy. Yeah. That was, a, that was a great one. All about whiskey, and that's our lowest rated episode. Yeah. It's a whiskey podcast, and the one about whiskey <laughs> nobody listens to? What the fuck, guys? People listen for the wonder segment. The whiskey is a minor part of this podcast. It, when it, it all truly serious. Is. The whiskey is not a big part of this podcast. It is, it's about the history. You're absolutely right. So anyway, regardless of which episode's number one, thank you guys for listening. We thank appreciate you. It. We love you. All we appreciate same. you. We look forward to doing this again next 4th of July. So keep sending your recommendations, your emails, your donations, all the fun things so we can keep this up. We love you. Wait a minute. Oh, shit. Tyler's got another thing to say. I do. Uh, I still can't we say got- the thing. Uh, we got a message. 
How the fuck do I see this message? I should have pulled this up beforehand. You should have, because I didn't know we got a message. I haven't seen a message come through the email. When you mark something as read, I don't see it if I haven't seen it beforehand. So, oh, well, that sucks. I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, wait a minute. I think it was on Instagram. Oh, shit. Well, I definitely don't have anything. Uh, was it the June 29th by Papa Manning? Yes, it was Papa Manning that sent an email. Sent okay, message. I just pulled it up. I guess I have to read it then. Yeah, this will be an impromptu mail time. Hold on. All right. Yep, yep. Mail time. These people thought they were getting out of here. (laughs) (laughs) We're drunk. Uh, Tyler and Megan. All right. I'll keep it short and sorry for the confusion. First, the numbering of bourbons has no particular order or ranking. I just picked the first four single barrel selections I received. Personally, whoa, 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 whoa. Wrong Manning. Wrong, Wrong Manning. Manning. Wrong oh, Manning. this is bro John. That's the, brother. This is friend John. That's brother Manning. Friend, friend John. No, that's oh, an shit. email. We got it. This is on. This is on. Uh... Skirch. Okay, this is something I guess we'll talk about next week when we do an actual yeah, episode. Yeah, that'll, that'll be okay. on when we have an JK, episode. forget everything you just heard. Phew, it's gone from your memory. Fuck, I don't know how to get in my messages. You click the little, like, flying airplane. All right, here we go, here we go, here we go. I really enjoyed your last three. This is from Papa Manning. I really enjoyed your last three episodes. Great job on the content and delivery. I especially appreciate fewer interruptions of each other during the Wonder segment and fewer ands and ums. Well, that probably went out the window today. Yeah, this episode fucked that all. (laughs) Possible topics for the Wonder segment might include Louis Zamperini, Jim Thorpe, or John Muir, all heroes of mine. That reminds me, there was one episode where I kept saying, Muir. I don't remember why. It was the French, French, Muir. something French. And yeah, it was a French man's name. I had someone who got pissed at you for that, and I forgot to tell you about it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm sorry. Muir. Not sorry. <laughs> oh, I know who it was that got mad, too. I know exactly who it was. Talk about anyway, it off air. Um, makes for a much smoother and interesting story. I also like your idea of comparing two or more cheaper whiskeys, i.e. Kessler versus Jim Beam. Others might include Buffalo Trace, Wild Turkey, Maker's Mark, Bullet, Evan Williams, etc. Also, if you get a chance, could you review Pendleton Rye? So I wrote him back. Um, I want you all to know on our website, we do have a page for whiskeys that we want to try it's a list of our picks a list of things you've sent us uh and pendleton rye is on that list um and as you can tell i took jim beam and evan williams from your suggestion so the only reason i didn't take some of the other ones is because i couldn't get them in airplane bottles so papa manning thank you for your email thank you papa manning i wanted to get to that in this episode not next episode because it wouldn't make any sense yay thank you not so, that he's gonna listen all the way through yeah two I, hours and I 20 hope, minutes i hope you've made it through two, <laughs> two hours and 31 minutes at this 31 point, so. Woo! anyway we're gonna wrap this up oh my god we're almost at three hours we love you guys so much can i say the thing tyler say the thing all right we love you guys thank you tune in next week for a regular episode we will see you then don't drink and drive cheers